fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. You know how long we waited for that? <laughs> that was such a, what a good time for me to do it. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> so romantic. It's really beautiful if you think about it. Because it's like paradise, but it's like almost. <laughs> almost paradise. I saw a sign <coughs> on the way here. And I. <laughs> Jesus, with the hard cuts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You. We'll just let it play softly. You're the, the worst background. DJ ever. Hold on, I have to see. <laughs> I don't know. That's a pretty bad DJ. <laughs> I sneeze. I didn't have. A, I don't have a sneeze button. Don't they have cough buttons in the radio? Yeah. I. I so <laughs> what is this? What is this? You said you saw a sign. Oh Jesus. I uh, said. Uh, is this like the karaoke version, or is this a real no, version? This is a real version. Really? Is this, <laughs> yeah. is this what it sounds like? <laughs> ace of bass. That's me. I'm the ace of bass because I play bass. I think I have to sneeze again. <laughs> she interrupted them. All those people know, were talking, right? uh, and then she's like, "Ah, hold on, I saw a sign." No, I saw a sign that said you can't afford a DUI. <laughs> and I was like, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who told? Who told you? <laughs> like, okay, that's how you can guarantee that I'm going to make a bad decision with a DUI is once you turn it into a financial decision. <laughs> then when it's like, financially, you can't afford this. And I'm like, well, I've got to do it now. <laughs> Renting furniture? Check. DUI? Okay, I'll get a DUI. <laughs> if once you turn it into a financial decision, I'm destined to lose. <laughs> I saw, that's the sign I saw. That's so good. You can't afford a DUI. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if we're going to make signs for everything I can't afford, it's going to be here all day. <laughs> You've got to make that <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna have to wait for them to, all right what else can you afford well sometimes like there's places i used to yeah, i was thinking oh well remember that but i don't want to lose my train of thought what i was thinking is that there are just so many things you can't afford they'll be endlessly built <laughs> yeah built it's literally like everything i can't afford we have to go through a list of okay what well, can you afford well i don't know the, the we rights the, to this song. We were at the DIY. <laughs> you should turn that down. We should. We can't afford that. <laughs> no, but like, uh, if like, literally, there's places that I go that I, that I would go. I still call them that, but there's places I go that I call payday food, pay, pay, <laughs> payday dinner, uh, payday oh, lunch. Yeah, yeah. I call it payday lunch or payday dinner. Okay. Which is Hardee's usually. Chipotle. Actually, I'm in a different tax bracket now. I can afford Hardee's on a. Also, they have a cheap, cheaper menu now. They have like the five dollar box things, but yeah, there would be places yeah. like that. I'm like, Firehouse Subs was another place. That's a little too rich for my blood. Those are some things that we can make signs for that I can't afford. There's what? What's going on? Are we peeking? Are we no. farting? What's no, we're good. 
<laughs> just stood up and looked at the board, completely silent. And then you're not saying what's going on. I was expecting on. you to stop talking. Oh. That was on you, Pat. That's on me. I was just talking about other things we can make signs that I can't afford. Uh, things I can't afford. A new car, probably. I can't. I mean, I probably wouldn't be able. Is there a song called I Can't Get Financed Anymore? <laughs> what the fuck was that? A song called I Can't Get Financed <laughs> For Anymore? I can't get financed for a Honda at CarMax or something. Like, I gotta go with Ford. I can't get a Toyota. Banks <laughs> won't approve me. I want a Mini Coupe. But I, it's like I, get, I go to a uh, car dealership and I go, what can you get me in? <laughs> That's what I say. Not, what can I get you into? They don't say that to me. I go, I don't pick the car I want. Yeah. I pick out of a list of three or four cars that, that you're they, allowed. Could, they could get me <laughs> yeah. in. He's like, uh, if you get your mom to sign and your brother and somebody else, you might be able to get financing for this. <laughs> Payments would probably be about $800 a month for eight years. Is that cool? Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. so. It's a Ford Fusion. <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't need the cop's judgment on yeah. top of also threatening me with a law. Yeah. Like, hey, DUI, pal, you're broke also. <laughs> don't worry. You're a drunk and you're broke. <laughs> DUIs are more than just uh, drunks, right? Yeah, yeah. No, not, re not really. And we're a lot more than drunks here on the... See the sign? <laughs> I do see the sign. Yeah. Quit playing. With that was a fun bit. Yeah, that's fun. Hey, I saw the sign. Just playing. It, it was I, almost paradise, and then yeah. I saw the sign. Well, it was because uh, you just went almost paradise. Yeah. I don't know why I had that um, stuck in my head. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's. I think it was a um, a direct attack on my living room. Oh, <laughs> because uh, during the break when I was peeing, I heard you walk into the living room and go. It almost looks like paradise. <laughs> And I, I think it's because like my living room has like a beachy theme because we really are trying to disguise from the inside uh -huh. that we're a trailer. Yeah, uh, it really doesn't look trailer-y in here. In yeah. here, kind of. Yeah, but I feel like you putting that up—that definitely helps. The the dog, what is it? The mouse cat? The bear? Yeah, bear cat? the mouse mouse cat, bear no, cat, mouse bear cat, bird. Uh, whatever this picture is, yeah, is that's I think that helps the the trailery part. That and the fact that I haven't finished <laughs> the soundproofing yet. Yeah, but it's, it's not just me. such a long process. Yeah, I it's, have to take it's taping I, no, it foam isn't. to a wall. No, no right. way, dude. So I have to cut. I have to cut the packs open. Uh -huh. And then, oh I, wow! And then I have to take every single square and soak it full of water until it expands. And then take a hair dryer to every single one. Right. To help it dry faster. <laughs> Are you reading while I'm talking? Yeah. Okay, because it was really so. When I wasn't you just read, ignoring no, it. No, 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 no. When you read. Uh huh. Your your you my body your lips language. move. Do they really? You're reading. <laughs> so I was talking. I'm looking at your mouth, and I'm like, "Are you mocking me?" <laughs> right to your face. And, no, no, no. It looked it looked like you were being kind of subtle about it, like trying to or get. Or I was like filming myself, and I'm just going like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I thought it was like uh, you know how when you don't realize like you're rolling your eyes at somebody. Right. Yeah. Um. I knew I was doing. I it. thought maybe it was one of those body language things, like you were getting fed up with me talking. And you're no. just like, 
I'm just an idiot. Because it, it felt like you were moving your mouth perfectly. But you yeah, might have been just reading. You might have just been saying the same thing. I was, <laughs> by the way, I dictated, I wrote this all down, what you were going to say yeah. 10 minutes earlier. So now I'm just reading it verbatim. What was I get? What? Huh? I'm finishing your sentence. Oh. No, I was actually. Uh, we always finish each other. Sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? I don't remember. But I think it's, it's from Frozen. <laughs> I think no, it's. No, I think it is. I've never seen Frozen. I'm so. gonna. I'm gonna Google it while okay. while you bring up whatever. All right. Well, I am gonna bring up uh, updates and corrections. Updates and corrections. Oh, and a correction. Are you excited about this? Yeah. It's been a while since we had a. Been a while. A. An updating correction, and I wanted to, to let old Jerry Hazynut know. Now, this is, okay, so like everything else that we get from Jerry Hazynuts, we have to give it now with a an asterisk saying, yeah, pending further review. But this is a, <laughs> this is a <clears throat> an update from him about the, uh, what we were talking about on a previous episode. I think 52, the one where we, yeah, the one where we were talking about um, The Rock. Okay. It's been a while since the updates and corrections, baby. Yeah. Um, He's listening to the new episode. Foley actually had no idea The Rock was going to do that. <laughs> the Rock, wait. He had no idea he was going to be handcuffed and hammered in the head with a chair. I honestly doubt that. But let's just let's keep, you know. Uh, he, this is an update. So this is, again, pending further review. Uh, he, had, he was incredibly pissed off at The Rock and took him years to forgive him for doing that in front of his kids. I think they shook hands after the match. And there's like, I'm pretty sure that's in the documentary I was talking about, too. I mean, that might have just been like, a uh, thanks a lot. See you later. Well, like, that's his like, boy, oh, boy, yeah. Steve, you should have. Yeah. Or they just had to, like, make it look good. Yeah. For the, for, the for this movie or whatever. But uh, and then he said it. And also he has to make sure to get it right. I was exaggerating for comedy, but we will have a nice, good, good old joke correction from uh, Jerry. <laughs> Hazenot. It was a 16 unprotected chair hits. I think I did say 52. Yeah. So yeah, I know I was a little or off. Fifty nine. I didn't count them, but I was. I'm pretty sure it was. <coughs> it was quite a bit, but it was an exaggeration. Uh, and I'm so, I'm sorry for doing so. He had no idea. I was. It, basically, what Jerry is saying here is I was 100 percent wrong about pretty much everything. <laughs> I mean, maybe you were. So uh, yeah, I, I I whatever. Either way, hey, you know, eggs on my face. Sixteen is way crazy less. That's less way less crazy, right? Crazy less. It's about 40 less crazy. Right? Yeah. I mean, 16 is reasonable. 16. Are you, are you typing? Are you ignoring? Are you tired of me now? No. I'm trying right. to remember what I was looking up before I played Stained. Oh, great. Yeah. I can't remember. wasted our time. And all the things I can't remember. <laughs> Jesus I have no idea what I was supposed to be Do you think that up? was about weed, dude? <laughs> Stained, bro? Because he couldn't remember? Um... <laughs> Do you have any updates or anything? Updates and or corrections? I remember that one. I, I think there was... Was there anything Indy had to say? He, I mean, you guys have a constant thing going on with you, too. I don't ever read it. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> it, it counts. Okay, good. When we have our discussions. All right, awesome. So we have no more updates and or corrections. So now you want to get into a rapid fire? Rapid fire. Pewsh, 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 pewsh. Rapid fire. Pat was 100% wrong about everything. I'm okay with that. 16 is 16 chair shots. We're talking in, in the head, right to the dome, handcuffed behind his back. Can we still admit that that's crazy? Are you dead? No. What so happened I'm, to you? I'm fact checking hazelnuts. Okay. Um, so 
Mick Foley knew he was going to get hit with the chair a bunch. Yeah. He didn't know he was going to get hit that many times. He thought it was only five. What is a bunch? Yeah, a bunch to him is five? Uh, well, five's a lot of five's chair a handful. Hit, five's a lot of chair hits to the head. But for Mick Foley? Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and this is both from Mick Foley and The Rock both saying, Mick Foley said it was only supposed to be five, and The Rock came out and said, I thought it was supposed to be six. Right. Um, I got a different script. Either yeah. way, it turned out to be 16 <laughs> unprotected chair shots. Also, he was wrong. According to the thing I'm reading, it oh. was only 11 headshots. Wow. Well, here we go. <laughs> so the fact checker get fact checky. Oh, so Chris has an updates and corrections on your updates and corrections, Jerry. <laughs> fact check yourself, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, hold on. Where are you? Where are you getting that? Uh, it is from a res- it, it's from a wrestling forum. Neither one of you cited your sources. It, it's from a wrestling forum, and there there are a lot of nerds in here fact checking other nerds. <sighs> so I'm gonna take what they have to say to be pretty true, right? Because that's the one thing they're not disputing. Self governing. Other people are, like so. This other guy said, "I heard The Rock did it because Mick was supposed to stay down after four or five shots, but Foley kept getting up, so Rock just kept hitting him until he would stop." That makes sense, right? Yeah, that adds up. That that uh that checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Jerry Hazy Nuts sharing more fake news. Fake news. Oh, my God. Fake news, Hazy Nuts. Oh That's three man. in a row, right? Yeah. Oof. We Maybe should we Oof. just put him on a suspension? <laughs> just maybe? ground him. Just go ahead and just say every time. Well, well, I mean, should we call him fake newsy? Fake, fakey news? <laughs> fakey Nuts. Fakey nuts. Yeah. News nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry hazy news. <coughs> Jerry fakey news. That, the fake news? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Either way. Hey, rapid fire. So, yeah. If you, so, you got them you pulled up? Yeah. We can go through. We'll start with that one because that one's older. All right. <coughs> And then someone also asked us cake or pie, which I feel like we've answered before. Yeah. But we can cover that again quick. But no, for the the <coughs> the indie thing, the um I feel like I, I think it, it comes down to like you're you're housing the baby. You're pretty much like if the like if something happened to the baby, like if something if the baby died because she was using cocaine or something like that. Yeah. Uh she would get all the blame, right? Yeah. The husband wouldn't get any of the blame. Right. Unless he was also using cocaine, but only just... He wouldn't get the added charge of... She has all the baby responsibilities until the baby comes out of her. Yeah. So she, it's her choice. Right. That's easy. Yeah. Right? Um, no, but I, I think it's like... It's it's your body. Like it's Your the ba- choice. It's, it's the, the baby's inside. If, any, if anything happened to the baby because of negligence do you know what i mean like it, it wouldn't be necessary unless the man hit the woman like hit the baby or something like that there's right a, she carries that extra charge either yeah. way if she decides to if she goes out and drinks a lot of booze and they catch her they're gonna go hey you're endangering that and you're gonna get in trouble yeah so it's the same thing you no matter what the ma- if the man wants it that's cool you but you that's why you should be in a relationship <laughs> That you have open uh, uh, the correct relationship, I don't think is ever going to run into that problem. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, me, me and Dom wouldn't run into this. problem. It's a hypothetical <laughs> question for a relationship that doesn't like wouldn't work. Right? Which was that was the question that um, 
I think if it was, it would be more well, realistic. Did we re- if it we was didn't like read that on this night. episode, right? Uh, it was it was a scenario of a a, a two a, a couple a boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, f- a father mm. wanting to opt out of fatherhood. That R- question. No, no, yeah, it was it was no, it was if the the woman decided she didn't want to be. Who whose side are we on? That was the Indiana rapid fire question that we had. Well, he also that he we also we talked about that sparked the the Manny and uh, Chris Russo thing about. <sighs> that's what I was saying. As as we didn't actually talk about it, we didn't read the thing, the scenario on this episode. Right. No. So that's yeah. That was basically guy and a girl uh, decide to have a baby. After the lady gets pregnant, um, she decides that she changes her mind. She doesn't want a baby. And whose side are we on? Are we on the side? Because the guy of? still does. Because <coughs> the guy still does, but the lady doesn't. <coughs> and I feel like no matter whether you like it or not, the lady has a choice. Yeah, That's I mean, <coughs> it, she's yeah housing it. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's her so say, sorry. I mean, maybe <coughs> I would. I would want to say try to reach an agreement where she carries it to term, but then opts out of motherhood. Yeah, I would hope that. Yeah, I would <coughs> hope that they could at least agree on that. Yeah, but especially if there was one person who all the way wanted to do it and another person who all the way didn't want to do it. Yeah, like if that was the case, then yeah, it should be. But that's the thing is. But is she also does like outside of me thinking that is what I, the ideal scenario would be. Right. I'm saying it's her decision ultimately, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I yeah, because it's literally if anything happened to it, she she is responsible for that life. Right. If anything bad happened to it. Yeah. So if it's something that she does want happening to it, then yeah, absolutely. Right. So uh, what was the other question? You said cake or pie. Somebody asked cake or pie. Yeah, John Del Vecchio <laughs> asked cake or pie, <laughs> let's, which let's I feel like we've co- it up. I feel like we've covered before. Yeah, but we'll answer it again because it's a it's a fun one. What do you think? Uh, I think out of those two, and, and for the sake of argument, cheesecake is a pie, not a cake. Oh, okay. Well, e- either way, I feel like I I don't know. I think it, I think it would be. I like the, I feel like pie. I don't know. Hmm. Just because like, I like, I feel like Cool Whip is not a bad substitute for frosting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can always put Cool Whip on a lot of stuff. I and will you get say a lot more, I feel like a lot more, but I love carrot cake. See? Love mm. carrot cake and I like, I like a nice solid cake, but I feel like pie, even a shitty pie is good. So my thing is. Shitty cake sucks. Shitty cake does suck really bad. Yeah. But I would say shitty pie can also suck real bad. So uh, maybe but and that, that might be a different answer from last time. But I don't. I, I feel I like. Think I think it's. I, I want to say I think we both went with pie last time. Yeah. But what I'm going to say is as somebody who uh, doesn't like much fruit. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't. I find myself. I don't like pie. Yeah. Because I don't get to enjoy the like. I don't get to enjoy like a, a hot apple pie yeah. or like a hot like strawberry rhubarb pie or something like that. Yeah. The pies that I eat are the fucking terrible for you ones that might as well be a cake. Yeah. It's because like, it's like it's pudding pie. Yeah. <laughs> or, it, it, you know, chocolate cream pie or yeah, yeah. a peanut butter pie or something like that. Peanut butter or, pie? Or like, it, or like a cheesecake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, peanut butter pie. You've ne- Have you never had peanut butter pie? I'll uh I'll make one when we do the Knobles thing. Okay. I'll make one for you and Dom. Sounds good. Um and when we do the uh <coughs> Gettysburg thing. Yeah. Oh, is this two sneak peeks? <laughs> oh, who knows. Um but so uh I think I got to go with cake. Because I'm uh, another another graciousness that I'm giving cake, like I gave cheesecake to pie. I'm also going to say cupcakes are included in cake. Yeah. That's little. They're little cakes. Yeah. 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 Um, 
But yeah, I think I fall on the cake side, and I believe I said pie before, but I do fall on the cake side. I okay. think. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's just one of those things that like, it's 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 even kind of a nostalgia thing for me, which even makes bad cake still kind of good. Yeah. Because it always reminds me of like good times. Yeah. Whereas like pie is like holiday and also too we never holiday yeah we also never really had pies in my house but we got cakes for birthdays because that's tradition right but we never afford we never like yeah we also couldn't like afford you know pie (laughs) like (laughs) for like the holiday we couldn't afford no pies yeah my mom would make pies they would taste good i eat them (laughs) what was that (laughs) um anything else yeah, so <clears throat> we have another one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so I feel like this is kind of a continuation of the what, the sequels question. Uh-huh. Um, Jerry Hazynuts asked, in your mind, is there a difference between a sequel or a continuation? Like are Lord of the Rings movies just one long, s- one long movie split into three parts? Or are they three movie sequels? So I do actually have an opinion on this. Okay. <laughs> and... Um, in situations where it's like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or um, the Hunger Games books, like all that, like if it was a novelization parts yeah, and the movies, um, like if, if it's a situation where like to tell the full story, you're making multiple movies, then I, I think it's a continuation. Whereas like Die Hard and all of the movies after it are not a continuation they're a sequel i think the difference is i think the difference is that um continuations uh or sequels feel like they could be standalone like you could watch die hard 2 having never seen die hard and you can watch die hard with a vengeance without ever seeing any of the ones before like a uh, a sequel could potentially stand alone as a film yeah. whereas lord of the rings the two towers you could not just watch that movie and know what's going on. Or with Harry Potter, you could not watch Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and have it make sense. But you could also watch Lord of the Rings first, second, and third and still not know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That's also right, but a possibility. But at least you've seen the entire medium. But yeah. Whereas like I, I in my head, so you're sequels saying, exist in like a vacuum. So you're saying the continuation is like Star Wars yeah. or Lord of the Rings or anything or Harry Potter. Yeah. But you're saying sequels are like the Alien vs. Predator. What about that stuff? Like Aliens, Aliens 2, Alien, you know, I, what, I, Alien I, Aliens. I can cons- I consider those three. all I consider those all um as long as they're sequels. telling the same story. So is like Prometheus part of that? Because then is it a continuation? Yeah, uh, I I would definitely say so because I, that's the thing is it is a continuation though, but just because you can watch it, you can still watch Lord of the Rings two and be entertained. Right, you may but, not get all of the intricacies uh, intricacies of the story, but also not a lot of people not I would yeah not a lot of people watch it for that. Yeah, watch movies they watch it to watch you know the what story. happened in this because that's the thing is you have to still make it a standalone movie. Because those idiots that d- haven't seen the but first see, one. I don't think I don't. I really don't think it. C- it's possible though. You don't think so? Like I really don't. I think, I think like Marvel is a, is another good example of like that. They're mostly continuations with a few sequels thrown in. Yeah. But like for example, Kara had seen no Marvel movie leading up to this one, uh, with the exception of like Iron Man, Iron Man Two, 
and Spider-Man Homecoming. With the exception of these Marvel movies. Yeah. Well, I'm saying three, <laughs> three out of like 40. That's probably the about the number I've seen. But, um, but I'm saying so then when we went in to see Infinity War and she went with me, mm-hmm. she had no idea what was going on. Right. Infinity War is not a movie that could stand on its leg on its own. Even yeah. though it did so well, it took everything leading up to this moment. It wouldn't like people wouldn't go see it five or six times if they didn't have the story leading up to it. Like Kara never Kara didn't go back to see it. Right. And has no urge to. Right. I'd like to go back and see it again because I've seen all the ones leading up to it multiple times. Right. So like that's where the money comes from is people doing multiple viewings of it. Right. But so that's where I think the difference is from continuation and sequel. So the like Marvel, you could so civil those Civil War movies or not Civil War movies. The Avengers uh, movies. The, the Avenger movies are sequels, but the Marvel movies are all a continuation. No. The Marvel movies are all sequels, but the Avenger series is a continuation. I'm confused. <laughs> so a continuation is like I really think it's just <laughs> your what your, it's just it's just how you say it. It's right. Not, it's not. Well, I don't but think no. But I like for me. I think the difference in my mind why I don't consider like the Lord of the Rings sequels or anything like that is is because. But I'm, no, 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 I'm saying like the words are, are basically they have the, they hold the same meaning. Continuation sequel is that it's just two different words for the same thing. Well, if but you're I'm, continuing the story, it's a, it's a sequel of the story. It's not a standalone movie. It's a sequel. It's but a I'm continuation. Sa- but, like, uh, but the argument I'm saying is that even though I can see where that logic stands, I because I've seen I started I didn't watch any of the Harry Potter movies until the one where the vampire kid shows up. Yeah, and I watched that one by itself, and I didn't have to know anything that was going on. I was still entertained. Right, but I you I'm I mean? saying I was still like, hey, this is not a bad movie. But no, but what I'm saying is like the creators it's like the creator's intent so like for example like it again to bring up like the diehard movies they don't require you seeing a previous one to see this one but or even the expendables movies but in the fourth like the third or fourth one i think it's the f- whatever the one what's the one with sam jackson what what's the one where he's in mean? And, uh, die hard oh i don't i've never seen anything besides well, you keep referencing them because well, be- <laughs> he does make a reference to the first movie in the fourth movie, well, right, he but says, they like, just oh, exist. he's his brother. Because the villain, spoiler alert, is a brother from the villain in the first one who turns out to be Snape in Harry Potter. So, oh, yeah, I've only ever seen the first two diehards. So that's, but that's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but, no, but what I'm saying is, like, you, and they can exist in the same universe. But I'm just saying that. Yippee Kayas! <laughs> just cast a spell. Uh, I'm just saying that um, the difference between the two is, is one ultimately stands alone in uh, sequels ultimately could stand alone and require no prior information. Like you could watch Aliens having never seen Alien and it's and you have all the information that was That's seemed because intended. Of all the fucking exposition. They just explain the first movie in the first like 40 minutes of Alien. They're like, "Right. So, you were on the spaceship, right? And then this happened, right? And then this happened." She's like, "Yeah, that happened." And then this happened. And then what about this? And like and yeah. then they just it's very clunky. But uh, let's Alien even stinks. jump ahead to Alien versus Predator. Let's I do not, not think is a continuation <laughs> of, of of either of the two. But I, it is. It's I, gotten I, it's you here. Sequel. It's gotten you here. How would how would right, you but, know? But so, you okay, could. So but the issue is, you could make AVP. But what you're saying, you could make AVP with none of the Alien or Predator movies leading up to AVP. Right. You could have just said, "Here's this movie where two aliens cross paths." Yeah, but and that's what I'm saying is is it's the same movie either way. It's either e- either way. It could you, 
you could watch it. It's about two different experiences because there are they are going to make references to all of the past Alien movies and all the past Predator movies. So they're going to have those things in those four people. So I'm saying is people could watch Civil War and, and enjoy it and want to see it. But the other people that want to see it are the fucking nerds that want to remember all the <laughs> stuff from seeing each movie five times. I just think I so think you can pull out a fucking reference out of nowhere. But what what I'm saying is I think it's a, it's like creator's intent, and like yeah. the, if the Lord of the like the Lord of the Rings movies, the full story does not take place like in one. All the Terminators have gotten here, like to well, the latest Terminator. I would say leads is a continuation, though. but it's it Terminator leads. can't really stand on its own. Like I I watched this is how I know I watched Terminator three before I watched one. any of the other Terminators. It's the same one over and over and over and over again. Well, no, but it's the same story. Yeah, but you see complexities in characters develop and all that. John sort of Connor, <laughs> but. <laughs> But no, anyway, I'm just saying, like, uh, in my head, it's always been sequels could be independent. Yeah. Sequels could, a sequel could be the very first movie in in a series, and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't affect anything. Uh, whereas continuations, like, to see the full scope of things, you need to see all of the movies in the continuation. Hmm. Look, Rainbow's another good example. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've only seen one of them. <laughs> but let me tell no, you I, I've about seen, all of them. I've seen uh, First Blood. I've seen Second Rambo blood. 2. Third blood? And then I've seen uh, John Rambo. You see? The one that came out in like 2008 or 9. <laughs> Rocky? Continuation. Uh, yeah, but I watched... That's that's bullshit because I watched Back to the Future 3 and I don't need any of the other ones because I love... I hate the other <laughs> that's why Back you, to the Futures. But I you've love the, the, but the But you've never one. seen the other two you just said. But no, no, I have. I oh. I, I've seen two. Two makes me very uncomfortable. I do not like yeah. two. But the thing is, though, is you... One like th- is imagine like imagine only three existing, though. This yeah. is the thing. That's what I'm saying. Is It, it could w- absolutely exist on its own. It, it couldn't, though. Dude, there's like two or three. You have to make so many assumptions in the third one. You have yeah. to you have to accept the fact you like Dude, they take two Star Wars starts out I'm by saying there's a st- uh, there's this thing happening in this Galactica <laughs> there's a galactic federation and then this lady's go here and she's gonna hide a plan. Okay, go. And then there's but a spaceship line and there's another one. Yeah, but it just you know, starts. Go. Do you know Star who? Wars? You're in it. There's a dog that talks and there's, <laughs> there's they know what the robots are saying, yeah, but, but you don't know. But then do you know what they did in the long run? What? They closed all of the holes. Uh, oh, they went like <laughs> rough they, times they, in space. I'm just saying, no holes. They started in space. out in the middle of a story, uh-huh. and they worked their way to the through the middle. They turned and then they went all the way back to the beginning, and now they're doing the end. So proving your point 100 percent wrong because Star Wars: A New Hope is a part of a continuation, and it stood alone by itself successfully. Some may say the most successfully. Ever, B- but it required that you just co- proved yourself wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, because Star Wars you said is a continuation, and it started with the fucking fourth story. Yeah, but and that you're w- like, but and it was very successful, and nobody knew what was going on. But I, boom, bam, boom, boom. Sure, we're, but we're not talking oh, no. over again. No, because we're jazz, not. Oh, just snap, just snap, 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 snap. I'm getting so pissed. Uh, my blood is boiling. Oh, I can smell it uh, from here. I think it's just a fart. <laughs> That's your anyway, stomach, stupid. Anyway, anyway, what I was saying though was is if for, but your example is does not prove me wrong. 
uh, of talking about a new hope. Your example. No, no, you. It was literally <laughs> your example. You're, you're, you, you brought up this, a new hope. You brought up, but you, you're saying Star Wars is a continuation. Yeah, that's your point. Yeah. As soon as you said that, <laughs> uh, you proved yourself wrong. No, because it is a continuation. Because all of the stories work together. Like if I don't think this is another one. I don't think if it would have just been a new hope. If just a new hope released and that was it, uh-huh. I don't think it would have been nearly as popular. It literally was. It <laughs> like you you can like do you know the reason but, you know that the reason uh, there was a second one was because of the first one being so popular. They said, "Holy shit, it's a huge success." It already is. It happened. See, I don't. That's why we know about it. I, I don't d- know what you're talking. about. I don't about. think that's how it worked for Star Wars, though. Literally, like, <laughs> I, I think I thought a New Hope was like you a think cult. they just made all three movies no, I thought, all at once. I thought a New Hope was a cult movie. Like, no. like uh, it was a huge hit. Star Wars. Uh, watch that '70s show. They discussed us. Oh yeah, but that doesn't. <laughs> That's not accurate. It's not a historically accurate. No, but people went to go see it like three or four or five, six different times because they were huge fans of it. It was a huge hit everywhere. Yeah. That's what that's why we know about Star Wars is because of that first movie's success. I like I said, I think I think the one I think there was no such thing as like a like like a cult film. Like there were like back then, but I don't think that, that but it wasn't but it wasn't like that wouldn't turn it into a big thing now. Like that's more like a uh, Thundercats and stuff like that. Oh no, I guess that was a huge hit. I don't think. Yeah. I think everything that is a cult hit now was just really popular then. I don't think there was any like underground. You know, there's no indie scene. Yeah. That turned out to be huge, really, right? Yeah. And, I, until Jerry Hazenets goes. Uh, actually, there's yeah. uh, this filmmaker. <laughs> it was thirty shots to the face. But yeah, Star Wars is a huge hit. That's crazy for you to <sighs> think otherwise. Holy moly. <laughs> I just googled how popular was the first one. I was like, why aren't any of these links about Star Wars? <laughs> Is your blood boiling or are you having a stroke? What's going on? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I smell toast. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> you need more jazz snaps? <laughs> I'm ready. Skeet up poop pow. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> are you still Google? Are you are you trying to prove me wrong that Star Wars wasn't popular, Chris? I just don't you're crazy. <laughs> you're about you're about to fucking. But I think its popularity came from it having like sequels. I don't. It no. felt. I think it was like one of the first cult movies. It was a huge hit from the start. <laughs> Star Wars. Everybody talks about that seeing it for the first time in theaters when it came out. Like, yeah, but that's all assholes and they're with all, hindsight. And they're all that's filmmakers. All, that's now. all the people now who are like, I, I was going, I almost invested in I Apple was the in guy 1975. That loved Star Wars first. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no, it was it, it was really just just popular. Trust me, Chris. <sighs> I don't know. And it, it, or at least just Google it correctly. You know, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> what was the most popular one? What? Jeez. No, it was how popular was the first one. And <laughs> episode four box office receipts, 1977, I think is when it came out. Just look at that. How about that? How much it cost to make and then how much it made. Yeah. And then I'm going to draw a dick on your forehead. <laughs> um, trying to so what I'm finding is that... Uh, what? 
I'm just curious because I was always under the impression Chris is, that it Chris was is like typing in the in the web, web no, page now. My narrative dot no my idea no no no. I, I'm totally Wars gonna I'm totally gonna admit that I that I was wrong. Um, that it was really popular. Uh, right away. Yeah. Um, a lot of it credited to like Stanley Kubrick films, um, like 2001 and all More that like stuff. More like Stanley Jubrick. But I will say too, a lot of <laughs> a lot of what I've read talks about like how risky it was though too. Yeah. And who it casted yeah. and and what they were doing and the story they were telling, how big of a risk it, it was. It was a huge risk, so I but think, it was a I think huge that's, payoff. For it. That's what I'm I'm confusing in my head. I think is I'm mixing up the riskiness of it versus how popular it actually ended up being. Right. Because I remember hearing about how people were like, they chose Mark Hamill because no one else would agree to do it because of blah. And he was just a kid. Yeah, who there was done a, nothing. There before. was actually a famous, there was the famous sketch, sketch, <laughs> sketch and, uh, uh, SNL with like who, like people that actually were like, uh, auditioned for each thing. Like, I think, yeah. um, I don't, I mean, again, I don't know how, how many of them, but like Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can't remember. Fuck, I can't remember what it was. But it was like again, we're gonna get fucking hazy nuts. Hazy nuts is gonna be like, uh, it was fucking this person. But it was <laughs> it was Kevin. Actually, it was Kevin Spacey doing impressions of like all the people that were supposedly uh, in line for these parts, like Jack Lemmon, <laughs> and stuff like that for like Obi Wan and shit. Yeah. But I, I I don't know how I don't know which one of which ones of them were true and which one of them were false. Oh no, that was what I think it was Tom Selleck. Tom mm. Selleck was possibly gonna be. <laughs> Uh, Han, Han Solo, or something like that. I can't remember yeah. what it was. It was I could some, see that. Hunk, yeah, another hunky dude, right? Hunky hairy fella. Yeah. But you think about it, and you're like, would it would it have been the success it was, or would Tom Selleck? It would have just if you just moved those two around, would it just be like, yeah, still absolutely, because Han's a big part. You yeah. Know what I mean, but immediately I feel like you start right in the middle. It's a success just because it's a great movie by itself, also. But. I forgot we got off point. Anyway, <laughs> your blood started boiling. So what's yeah. the other? <laughs> well, because you're fake. just snapping over me. Yeah. Uh, Jazz snaps. It's Chris Riso asks. It's an art. Has anyone, uh, ha- anyone have any strange coincidences or synchronicities? I've had a couple, but I had a really jarring one today. I was listening to a comic book podcast and they were talking about an Avengers book. As one of the hosts said, Hawkeye, a truck with the words Hawkeye construction drove past. I saw the words as I heard it. Now I have no idea what these things mean when they happen. Should I take up archery? Should I watch MASH reruns? Anyone ever have any synchronicities that grab their attention? You should open a dictionary and look up the word coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you should do. But this is like, uh, in my opinion, this kind of falls back into uh, the glitch matrix stuff. Yeah, glitch in the matrix stuff that we just talked about last Sunday. Yeah. This past week on the boner sode. Um, I, I have had synchronicities like that happen before where like um I'll like I'm trying to think like some of the ones I've thought of is where like I literally pick up my phone to call my mom and my mom calls. Yeah. Or or um you know when I've had like again it's ones that I know for sure like could be you could be skeptical of but like there's another there's a situation at work where I was like we had a new lady we hired and she took over one of my clients for me. Yeah. And I was like, I was thinking to myself that I was like, I should stop in and check on her and see how she's doing. 
And then literally my boss walked in the room and was like, hey, today when you're over in that area, can you stop and check on so-and-so? And I, yeah. so like, so like there are things like that where it's like, oh, that's weird, like collective consciousness yeah, sort of I, stuff or something. I don't something. think I really pay much attention to those things. I think a lot of times when those happen, I go like, oh, I was just thinking of that. Yeah. Like that's all. Yeah. I don't but, um, give it much else. Uh, but I have, I have also had like um, where uh, like I had, I'm trying to think of. Uh, so the song um, No Rain by Blind Melon, mm-hmm. every time I hear that song, something bad happens to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's varying levels of bad, but like one time I heard it and I got a flat tire. Uh, another time I heard it and ended up like in the emergency room later that day because I had pneumonia like out of nowhere. Like, so various different things of like, I just know something at some level of bad. It's those like cliches, you know? But I've also already like, been telling somebody that story like there's one time where i was telling a co-worker that story and it came on the radio yeah and i was like that's weird that yeah again i i mean that could be what kind of was it radio or was it somebody listening on like a streaming thing no it was uh we were in a car listening um like a shared work vehicle yeah um that doesn't have like auxiliary ports or okay, bluetooth because yeah. i was gonna say like, like that, that could just literally be yeah it was literally <laughs> it was literally like a uh we have a station locally here it's 94 one which it just plays 80s to now yeah so so it's, they've yeah. played that song before it's, yeah, yeah. it's frequent that they would but it was just weird that like i was telling him this story because he was sharing a story about the song that was on mm-hmm. and then i was like oh i've got a thing like that too i have a song that I've, i was like the song blind melon i said every single time and, I'm, and as soon as i started talking about the things that have happened it started playing on the radio yeah and i was just like that's cool that, weird. I mean, that's <laughs> weird yeah that's weird but like other than that, if it was like a specific thing like you say varying levels of bad yeah i feel like once you say that you know, then you're looking for something. You're bad looking to happen for something one, bad. every like, time you it hear it. It could just be you, I stubbed my toe. Yeah, I was just gonna say you stub your toe and you'd be like, oh, I ended up in the hospital. I got in a car accident. I get or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. You're. I think you're just looking for a right. What else happened that day? You know what I mean? Like how many? Yeah, you also put your shoes on that day. Yeah. That every time you put your shoes on. So I guess I don't look at it that way. I don't think of it in in that sense, because I, I think I just go like, oh yeah, just oh that's so cool. You just said Hawkeye. There's Hawkeye. That's cool. Yeah. That's that's about it. And then. <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely it, it. it's not like i don't freak out about it but it is situations where i'm like yeah. hmm, i just recognize it yeah. you know what i mean uh and then indy commented and said which it surprises me he seems like the kind of guy that re- would repress any thoughts like this yeah another um, person by the way who who i think has gotten into it with russo before oh yeah <laughs> online and stuff like that so it's not um but he says white uh, guys <laughs> i have these things happen all of the time things feel like they can't be real so he is somebody who I think would never admit to something like that. Yeah. He just doesn't seem like that type. Yeah. You know, he seems like the depression doesn't exist. Uh, there is a God and he planned everything. Yeah. Like he just seems like the type that wouldn't buy into like glitch in the matrix. Yeah. I think Be- us being a simulation. I think with I think that's the thing, though, is, is that just translate with religious people. It translates to signs from God. Yeah. So it's, a, it's just a shared it's a shared delusion, but not a shared idea of what the delusion is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did I blow your mind? <laughs> a little bit. Great. I love it. Now <laughs> I'm going to blow you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Was there another one from Hazy Nuts? Old fake um, news? Yeah, hold Jerry on. Jerry fake news? Jerry fakey nuts. Let me find it. Come on. Stop taking me to Buddha babies. God damn it. Son of a bitch. Is it not there? 
Uh, now here it is. Thanks everybody for sending in the questions and everything. That's yeah, been great. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate it and, and all the feedback. Coming what? back to Star Wars synchronicity. Uh, wow, how that happened? What are the coincidences? Jared Hazelwood said, "What would you rather have as your companion, R two D two or Chewbacca?" Ever since I posted this, I've been flip flopping my answer. R2 has a ton of cool gadgets and whatnot, but if he doesn't like a plan, he'll more often than not just do his own thing. Chewie isn't as versatile as R2, but even if he doesn't like your plan, he does it. He'll complain the whole time, he's but he'll loyal, do it. He's a loyal dumb dog. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think both of them are kind of battlers. I think I think both of them are yeah. mechanics they in a way. They both fight. They yeah. both repair things, take care of your stuff. Yeah. I really do think I'd have to go with probably Chewbacca and his loyalty over. I would probably go with I would probably go with R two just because the immortal thing of it I think matters to me like and and just the range of of like you can't put a file inside of Chewbacca. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's not got gonna, the he's not cool gonna like, Yeah, he can hold it for you. Cool, but then then why not? Why don't I just fucking hold it? <laughs> I could put it in R R two and then like he'll hide it in a compartment. He's got a little lighter. Oh wait, no, that was BB-8. <laughs> I forgot. He's got lasers. He can he can fly the plane right. for you if you so need. Like I mean, so can Chewbacca, but Chewbacca is only let's, uh, biological. He's flesh let, and blood. Let's replay this. Let's redo this. Okay. Because you've won me over with R2 for sure. Uh huh. R2 or BB-8? Oh, R2. Really? Yeah. I think I'd take BB-8 over R2. I, 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 BB-8's got a better sense of humor. Yeah. BBA has great comedic timing, but also that's the thing is he's <laughs> talking about the plan thing. Like he's saying, like, oh, like, well, what if they have like the plan and uh, it, like dogs are loyal to a fault. Like that's yeah, they're, they're kind of dumb. They'll follow but you. But that that's another reason why I'd take BB eight over R two. Is I think I think BB eight has the loyalty of Chewbacca. Yeah, but you don't want where, that. Where, want he, where he just he won't. But he also won't like. He won't tell you he's not doing your plan. He'll just do what he thinks to improve it. I feel like whereas I, I think R two is kind of a R two always seemed like kind of a diva. It well, was just no, like, no, oh, if I just don't feel like more, it, I'm just not gonna more heroic. If you think about it, it yeah. the only heroic robot so far in in these Star Wars movies has been R two D two. You call it stubborn, but it's it's heading right into the shit. Like when they get on Tatooine, he's like, I gotta go find Ben Kenobi now. I have a mission to do. And he's like, oh, it's dangerous here. The little pussy robot. Yeah. You know, he's just like, and then this one's just <laughs> like, come on, we got to just fucking go. I got to go do this. Yeah. So it's like, true. it's. I, I think he's determined. I think he's a lot more BB-8. Yeah. Okay. If you want to have fucking a meatball rolling around <laughs> being a dickhead and going like, thinking this is cool. I like this. and what? Like, you don't know what he's hiding in that spear. <laughs> R2, very right to the ground. He's also got jets if you need it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but they're not going to do anything for you. They'll just help direct him around yeah. space. He doesn't need to do anything for me. <laughs> I need him to be self-sufficient. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. So, yeah, R2. Definitely R2 all the way. Hmm. Every time, every way. <laughs> all right. But I, I, don't, I don't think BB-8's bad. I just, out of those two, I feel like always R2. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for rapid fire. Really? There was nothing yeah. else? Nope. Oh, good. All right. So we'll take another we just short. flew right through that. Only 50 minutes. Thanks. <laughs> we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back let's with... Uh, come on, let's go. 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 Come on. 
Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Are we back? Yeah. Are we back? Can I just say that? No, you, you went. You went. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I was saying words, but I wasn't. All right. No, so. not at all. So, hey, what is this? You picked the. You pick <laughs> You have the worst music cues ever. <laughs> it, it, it's just it, my music cue is just you say something and then it reminds it. It has to do with the song. And then you play it two and minutes after we the, come back. Well, because you said it. <laughs> you literally said it right at the end before the break. Hey, because I'm a creep. Yeah, I know. Speaking of creep, have you ever seen those movies? What the creep movies? Creep and Creep Two. Nope. Highly suggest them. Okay. They're very good. Really. I'd like to know what you and Dom think about them. They're good. Do you like Do you like the Duplass brothers? Sure. It's uh. You, you do. Are you just patronizing me? <laughs> those are, are the, you gaslighting. That's the me? one guy that's on the league, right? Yeah. And then his the other guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Well, Mark Duplass from the league uh-huh. is in both and wrote co-wrote both. And I, I would just be interested to see what you guys think about it because I think it's, it's a very good movie. Yeah. Um, I was like hooked. It's like the perfect length. I we watched Creep One and immediately had to watch Creep Two. Like we Are wanted to see it so Netflix? bad. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're good. Okay. So we'll check back with we'll uh Creep Watch. This oh. is the new segment. <laughs> creep Watch. <laughs> you want to get into a story? Let's get into a story. This one comes. Old Hambone. Old Jailbird. Jailbone Hambone. It's from uh, GQ.com and it says, That joke isn't funny anymore. This song, this is about uh, Hambone himself. (laughs) No, it's uh, written by Anna Peel, it looks like. Anna Peel. Six days ago (laughs) is what it says. It doesn't have a date, just says six days ago. Yeah. So this is fresh. Yeah. Not off the wire. <laughs> it's pretty good. In pretty 2018, uh, no one is clear what the line is. Or, yeah, no one is clear what the line is between what's pushing the boundaries of comedy and what's offensive. And yet, we live in an era where a single bad gag can derail a career. Uh, so GQ con- uh, convened a special uh, committee of comedy's greatest right or greatest minds, gayest minds, gayest minds, uh, Kathy Griffin. <laughs> Uh, all right, Roy Wood Jr., Mike Birbiglierber, Aparna Narsherla, 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 and Hassan Minaj to discuss. By the way, not comedy's greatest minds. I'm not saying that these people are not funny. I'm just saying I, they, these are not the greatest. I, I feel think like. they're not saying they're not saying that they're the best comedians. We got. They're saying we got one from every race. They're, they're saying. Woo. No, they're saying comedies like idiots. People who are intellectual on comedy. That's one thing these all have in common is they're like intellectual. Kathy Griffin is not an intellectual. She's always, but she's always been like political. She's always, she's always been like a correspondent, at, like as a fashion, as a liberal meet. No, I, no. <sighs> yes. I I don't know. I feel like she's always been very opinionated. A very and I think, of, I think you're thinking of a different. No, I know. I know <laughs> who I'm talking about. It, okay. It, Kathy Griffin had that weird thing where she's like, she she t- to me seemed more like a gossip person. Not, yeah. Like, not like a not a political pundit or political. And then and then she certainly two, knows Sarah Silverman. I think two or three of the last of the rest of them uh, of the people on the list are are on the Daily Show currently. Yeah. So it's like you just got the Daily Show and then Mike Birbiglia <laughs> and Kathy Griffin. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like 
but but it, I think but a well, wide range. Well, I'm saying thing. I think, but I I think the reason that the three of them are on the Daily Show is because they are correspondents or pundits. They're not just comedians. They're people who are like intellectual and involved and things like that. Right. So I think that's I think when they're saying greatest minds, they're not talking about the best comedians of today. I think they're the the comedians who maybe challenge thought the most or or push things or whatever the case may be. Not saying like, oh God, every time we record here, I feel like I'm, you're gaslighting me so bad. What? It's just the faces you're making while I'm talking are like infuriating. Maybe it's the booze. Maybe I had too, too much booze too early. Okay. I don't know. Just like you were making faces while I was talking and it was sidetracking my brain because I was like offended. Okay. Oh, but <laughs> that's, like, that's rude. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm it, that I'm reacting to what you're saying. Like that's yeah. The, it's it's not these aren't like why why are Mike Birbiglia what like what how does he challenge thought? Well, because he's like I I think is this is more about their social presence and not their comedy. Okay, because he's very politically minded. He's very he talks about it a ton on Twitter and stuff like that. Right. Then the other three, you know, Roy Wood Jr., Pondicherry, and uh, Hassan Minaj. All like people why isn't who Neil Brennan in here? Like Neil Brennan, I feel like is a very conscientious, and Moshe Kasher is another person who I feel yeah, like Mo- both, Moshe, both those Moshe is one that I will say it, it surprises me they're not on here. But I think the reason is because these people are the people that it's. This article has to be about politics. I feel like they. Sim- I, sim- I feel like they stopped by the Daily Show. And Mike Birbiglia <laughs> was the guest, and Kathy Griffin yeah. was walking by, and they said, "Hey, let's get the greatest <laughs> minds in comedy." Here. No, I, I think I think it, this is just like these are the people who are like. The most politically outspoken. Yeah. Like, I think that's just what. Like, this is going to have to be about politics. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing based upon the five comedians they chose. And it's not, yeah, it's not, it's about, it's about being, and it's somebody, it's basically, I feel like Kathy Griffin being on here is just saying, like, and we also got Kathy Griffin. Remember that crazy head thing she did? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because that's the thing is, I don't remember. Whenever I think of Kathy Griffin, I never, ever, ever think of her as a politically driven comedian until she had the controversy with the head thing. Other up until that point, anytime I would think that's what I'm saying is I don't feel like these people are known. And then, like I said, any any, other than that, it's the Daily Show cast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like of the here's a group of people from it's 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 more being it's being more concerned about it's not about comedy they're not talking about comedy they're talking about we want a diverse crowd of people that are possibly fans of crowd or of of comedy but not yeah. of not the greatest joke writers or something like, cuz that's but let's get into it cuz we know everything's changing <laughs> <laughs> right uh, so GQ says, <clears throat> Mike, this never happens, but you're the only white straight guy here. Uh, Kathy Griffin, uh, her laugh your head off Wait, do tour you want, runs do you, through the summer. Do you want to do? Do you want to do? Do you want to split characters? Yeah. Okay. Do you, wanna, do you do like GQ and then like um, we'll do each character or? Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah that's fine. So uh, GQ says, Mike, this never happens, but you're the only white straight guy here. Then Kathy Kathy Griffin, whose store whose tour runs through the summer. Um, oh yeah, it it's getting racial, Mike. Uh, do you feel oppressed, uh, Mike Birbiglia? His special, thank God for jokes, is available on Netflix. Um, <laughs> more yeah. more plugging, yeah, stuff more plug, him. plug, plug. Just read the article for all the. I, w- <laughs> I was very concerned. I called the white police immediately and reported it. You're going to be getting a phone call. White straight guys have a lot of privilege almost everywhere, but in comedy, you're like. 
disenfranchised. You have the most jokes that are off limits. Uh, Aparna Nanjula stars in the Comedy Central series Corporate, um, and her episodes of Stand Up. <laughs> Jesus, <is Clancy. laughs> like get the plugs out before <laughs> we get into the conversation. I don't understand why. I mean, I guess it's it's catered to each person, but right. I don't think it that I don't think that's true. Roy Wood Jr. corresponded on the Daily Show and his comedy special Father Figure available on Amazon. Yes, you know, but, I mean, like that's what it is. It's like <laughs> but your tightrope is thinner than comics of other groups. They give him too black of a voice. <laughs> that's why I didn't want. Like I wasn't sure about the each thing. A, a part of intro. Uh, Berbiglia says, "Have you guys watched the National Lampoon documentary, uh, Drunk Stone and Brilliant and Dead?" Uh, one of the things that hit me hard is it's all white dudes. It <laughs> there was ladies. There's a couple ladies as well. It was the 70s. Uh, I found it literally. It, it really uh, heartening to look around. Hardening, heartening, heartening. What is that? Like what it, does that mean? It's like warms your heart. Oh, heartening to look around the comedy at comedy and be like, thank God my three-year-old daughter is allowed to at least consider my fucking profession. My God. <coughs> Griffin. Griffin. Everything I watch, I count the women. Did they get one in? Did they get a person of color? A gay person? I'm hyper aware of that. Uh, Hassan Minhaj. Corresponded on The Daily Show and a special Homecoming King available on Netflix. Uh, and a weekly show he's getting in the fall will premiere. You've Jesus al- Christ. <laughs> you've always been? Uh, as I g- Okay. Griffin right. says, as I, I get older. Getting, this is clunky as shit. <laughs> Griffin <is> says, <laughs> as I get older, I get more militantly feminist. Yeah. Roy, I've this that. is why we should have done voices. <laughs> yeah, but... Because then we wouldn't then have to just, say who's who. But then is it offensive... Well, no, we don't give Hassan that. Mizan, you know. We just do like we just do any voice for anybody. It doesn't matter. Hassan Minaj is Creole. Grandpa. Hello, my name is uh, my name is Roy Wood Jr. But when you stare, when you started, were you aware of the fucking mountain that you had to climb? I knew it was a long shot, especially being from Illinois and not knowing a single person in comedy. But I just wanted to be Rhoda or Phyllis, the sidekick. I didn't want to be the star because I knew I wasn't pretty enough. But I was like, if I can be the funny one getting the jokes, I'm happy. This, <clears throat> this is what I am actually kind of confused about, is, so, so the, like, okay, you knew it was going to be hard to be in the business and everything like that, but it, like, it's it's hard to become that level of celebrity. Yeah. Like you have to, if you really do think about the number of people on the earth. Yeah. Considered, uh, con- uh, you know. Con- compared to uh, the number of people that are consistently famous on TV. Like, she named two uh, very recognizable people to in her childhood, at least. You yeah. know, I don't... I, I know... Wrote, I've heard of Rhoda or Phyllis, like, those characters. Like, my mom yeah. referenced them from childhood and stuff like that. But, but either one, it's like saying, like, I wanted to become famous. And it's like, wasn't it... But isn't it hard for men to become famous as well? Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, but I think... I think the issue is that you're not you don't see a proportionate representation. But like but that's what I'm saying is like that's an unreasonable goal to say like to say like to look at Michael Jordan and say I want to be Michael Jordan. Like it's that's yeah. that's going to that's first of all a lot of natural talent, a lot of there's some luck in there, there's a lot of practice and there's a lot of other hard work. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, isn't that isn't that a little bit like to say like with to to have those expectations in general like isn't that well, in fact why Kathy Griffin is where she is today is because she was driven like that 
Yeah, and, but I would say I I do see the issue though of it being like there's women are about half of the population, right? So why aren't women half of the entertainers? Why aren't fifty percent of entertainers women? And it is a thing of like <clears throat> I've heard people make arguments before, mm-hmm. like women aren't as concerned with that with like entertaining women aren't as concerned with being the funniest or the best or any of that stuff they're more concerned with like themselves are more about their own improvement stuff like that not like right. doing things like it i've heard tons of arguments to explain this sort of thing right why women aren't ceos because they're fine being where they are they well, become some of them aren't driven to etc etc et yeah. but some of them but but it is a situation where i can see like something with entertainment where it is like Every kid likes to pretend. Every kid likes yeah. to be funny. Yeah, yeah, every of kid like like every so kid why, wants to be so famous. Yeah, like you know. And it, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily for like a lack of trying, but I think it's like, I think it is a situation where, especially pre in the past, it was like, it was much easier to become a celebrity if you were a man, whether it was a comedian or a singer or an actor. There were seemingly more male celebrities than yeah. female. Now I think we're getting more towards uh, proportionate, like it's starting to kind of even out. Right. Um, so I can see where they're coming from. Like as a kid, you're not really seeing an environment that that could be could host you. Yeah, but and that's Mike Birbiglia saying. is saying that like no, like that's actually different today. Like my daughter has comedians to look up to. Yeah. Whereas Kathy Griffin said like I had two people and they were sidekicks. Yeah. And it was only ugly girls who were comedians. Like. Yeah. Well. You know, I, I so uh, hold on, Aparna. <laughs> did you think about what it would be like to enter a mostly male profession? Uh, Nancherla says no. I came from a very comedy ignorant background. I didn't know you could make it a career. I was a little oblivious. Like I'm just trying this thing. All the identity stuff was put on me. Uh, Minaj says I think uh, that actually plays to your strength. What I love about your comedy is that you're uh, from another planet. The stuff you do on stage comes from this uh, tabula rasa, clean state perspective. I don't. It's clean slate perspective. Yeah. What is that? Tabula rasa. Yeah. I, what I'm, is that? I don't. I'm not sure. Um, the Daily Show satirizes. Do you want to look up what tabula rasa is while I read on a little? Yeah. T a b u l a r a s a. Spelled like it sounds. Tabula rasa. The Daily Show satirizes the boxes people are put in. You're the, quote, senior uh, this race or gender or religion correspondent. Uh, it's a commentary on it, but it's also true. The, it's, um, a, it's a theory that the, uh, the birth, it's in Locke's philosophy, tabula rasa was the theory that at birth the human mind is a blank slate without rules of processing data. Uh, without rules for processing data and the data is added and the rules for processing are formed solely by one's sensory experiences. Okay. So yeah, I feel, I feel like that. Yeah. A lot of times. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I I know. So like, so it is, it is, it does seem dismissive a lot of times when it's like, I don't watch any TV counting. I don't count any of the things and I don't feel like it's a privileged thing. I think it's privileged maybe of saying like, in the sense of that, of being like, I just, this has just been my life, <coughs> but uh, I don't think yeah. that's fair to, to, to blame me for it, kind of right. thing. Like, but I also don't have a daughter to think, you know, oh, I, I wonder if she's going to be represented or, or represented or yeah. anything like that. Or, uh, uh, 
anything of that like that nature. I don't think of it in that sense. Mm. I just think of what is the funny thing. What do I think is funny? Right. Do you know what I mean? Because because right. th- that's the thing is if it's <clears throat> because I watch things that don't appeal to me that also have all white casts. So it's not just the fact that I'm watching things that have all white casts because of that thing. I'm not drawn to it for that reason. Yeah. It's not like I feel like that they anybody else should be represented. I feel like um, Carmichael's show was a great uh, show. I was able to relate to a lot of it. Yeah. And it was an all black cast. <laughs> like, I right. don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, there's still things that, the, it's the writing. It's the it's the talent, and I feel like that's that's the reason for a lot of the the jobs and 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 like you know what I'm saying like that. I don't know if it's it's not. I like writing. Uh, this is what I'm saying. I like writing better. That's not trying to relate to more people. It's uh, trying to be true. It's yeah, being truest and and relating your story out there. Right, and that's what it is. It's not complaining about there's. If there's not enough art representing stuff that represents you, put more art out there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do your own, put your thing out there. Well, yeah, and people would argue that you try, but and then and then you say like, well, I'm not a celebrity, I'm not a movie star. Like, it's like, well, yeah, that's that's a lot of people feel that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like men and women. But I I can see the representation part of it. Right. But I just don't. I don't view things that way. Um. So Minaj says the Daily Show satirized an entire form. And now what you see in the marketplace is all the tentacles of John Seward's children in late night satire. When John retired, I was like, why are you leaving? And he was like, I've manipulated this chess piece in every single way that I could. Uh, for what I've been able to do from this desk, looking to camera one with an over the shoulder graphic from the field pieces to the correspondence and them creating their own personas that satirize other personas to the rivalry between me and Colbert. Now I'm interested to see where you guys can take it and how you manipulate it. Jesus Christ. And I think the biggest challenge we have is the characters have now mutated and evolved beyond just O'Reilly. The villains took steroids. How do you satirize Alex Jones? It really makes O'Reilly look like he's from planet Earth. Yeah. Roy Wood Jr. says, the stakes matter more. People always say, oh, this is a good time for comedy. I don't think the comedy factories of satire that are on TV are creating better comedy. It's the same writers. It's the same people, but people care more. So now the jokes matter to you. Um, Minaj says, you don't think this is the golden age of comedy. Berbiglia said, I think it's the opposite because there's been a devaluation of news as truth. Uh, The accepted setups have gone away. Minaj said, like there being an objective reality, we all agree on. Berbiglia says, if we can't agree on the setups, we can't have punchlines. So it's very divisive. T- it's a very divisive yeah. time in comedy, which I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I look at Jimmy Kimmel and go, he's doing great work. Another guy looks at Kimmel and goes, fuck that guy. He's trying to get health care for his son. He's got a platform. Um, Wood says, yeah. uh, I would imagine somewhere in the pantheon of Jimmy Kimmel clips, he said something halfway political that showed a level of give a fuck about society that no one reacted to. Because he, it was in 08 or 09. Yeah. I wonder if we weren't in the era of Trump, would people be telling him to shut up? I, I think about this like it, it, it is it. That's I think that's a really good point. The agreeing on the punch, uh, the setup or yeah. even the, the punchline, any of it, any agreeing on what can be joked about and by who. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or whom? But 
this is a very long conversation. Yeah. I, I skipped ahead a lot and I lost <laughs> my place. <laughs> so Minaj said, uh, I just think we have a shift now where political culture has become popular culture. And then Griffith said, this is everyone's lane now. Maybe there was a time when comedians should only talk about X, Y, or Z, but now everybody is talking about it. Um, the host says, I'm so fatigued by everything that's happening in the news, but whenever I try to divert my attention with something light, I feel like this is frivolous. I can't be watching yeah. this when there's serious stuff happening. Well, I, I can see that <coughs> to an extent. Uh, Minaj says, right now, Cerebral is sexy, but there's a big run of man-baby movies, 40-year-old virgin knocked up. There's a lot of Will Ferrell and adult 40-year-old dudes in diapers. Someone like John Oliver never should have been that popular in that period of time doing niche comedy on cryptocurrency. Do you think that the pendulum will swing back to where people are like, look, man, I just want to see Will Ferrell in a diaper again. So they're saying about how comedy was a little more lighthearted and innocent yeah, just yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a luxury to watch Will Ferrell run around in a diaper right now. If you turn your attention away, you're abducting, abdicating your responsibility. That was the host. Yeah. Wood said, do we have a responsibility? Griffin said, I think so. I feel it. Nancherla said, I think it's a personal choice how much you want to engage with it. I don't know if he still says this, but I read in an interview where Kevin Hart was like, that's just not my comedy life. I want to appeal to the everyman, and I don't want people to think about politics when they come out to one of my shows. Wood says, certain comedians make their careers on never being political. If someone wants to pay money to see Brian Regan, and Brian Regan is still an amazing comedian, does he not provide escapism for people? Minaj says, even if he did the Israeli-Palestine joke in his new special, um, but I, even he did the Israeli-Palestine joke in his new special. But I think comedy, like any art form, is about being authentic. So if Kevin's making that choice, he's being authentic to who he is, and I'm all for that. Griffin said, I'm such a stickler for the misogyny and the sexism and the ageism I experience daily that I'm just calling it out more and more. Don't even act like you know what it's been like to be my age and to be a woman and been through what I've been through. I probably got a little lazy during Obama thinking that this was now going to be the future. We've had our first African-American president. We're going to have our first female. I didn't know it was going to fucking turn into the handmaid's tale. The shit I've been through <coughs> in the last year is just unbelievable. Um, and then it goes on to talk about her photo controversy and uh, Berbiglia says, did you have to meet with the FBI? Griffin says, I was interrogated. I was under a two-month federal investigation. Nancherla says, really? Griffin says, yeah, I was on the no-fly list for two months. Berbiglia says, I have to be cautious about what I say. I don't want to go through what you went through. Griffin said, I don't want you to either. That's why I kept talking about it. I'm like the fired FBI d deputy director Andrew McCabe of comedy. If seeing it happen to more people, civilians, and and it just shouldn't be like that. Not for a comic, not for anybody. So that's surprisingly, after like a tirade of like, maybe it's just Kathy Griffin and that's why I felt negativity towards it. Yeah. But after a while of just being like, yeah, you've had it hard, but like you kind of brought it on yourself. She ended up coming around to me like completely agreeing with her and saying like, it's, it's not just as we talked about on the Boner app that's coming out this upcoming Sunday. Yeah. It's not just about the the people in the limelight now. We're holding everybody to the fire. Yeah. And um and it should it shouldn't be happening to everybody. Right. So um, that's that's where she kind of existed. That's what I was saying was her her thing was like, "Oh, I'm a D-list celebrity and blah 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 blah." Yeah. And and her thing is 
always kind of like living in that that realm of like I'm I'm the gossip queen and I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to talk about you know you know what I mean like yeah and she was the she would be like uh you know maybe say something more what I I can't think of the word what's the word uh not a <laughs> provocative yeah something like that you know what I mean so but I mean look. Uh, I I honestly every single every single time I think about her situation I think about the reverse of like I know that none of us like it and none of us but if th- if it's a US if it's a world leader and you have a a something like that where you're holding a, a, a the head like that yeah do you know what I mean like it I I feel like I feel like if it was reversed it would absolutely be a different story. And it would yeah. be how unacceptable this is. And it would probably even race would be brought into it. Right. If it was Obama. Let's you know what uh, I'm saying? Like that's that's the that's the thing that I'm like, I do understand, I do agree with what she's yeah. saying. But I'm just saying that like it wasn't like, yeah, you were you, they should go like, Hey, I know yeah, you're Kathy Griffin, but like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> where, where did you get like an exact <laughs> replica of the fucking pre- it wasn't, you know, but still, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I know that this is art, but like, is are we cool? Is what's <laughs> going on here? We just can we just watch you for two months? That's not even that sounds privileged considering what some of, you yeah. know people are actually well. And, and this kind of getting comes deported back to the, and shit. You know the, what I mean? The story that I wanted to talk about too of the the guy who made that tweet about ICE and then right. Homeland Security invaded his home. Right, like, and they talked about it. You know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's still there's still a level of like, yeah. Considering like injustices, like yeah, yeah, you you still got off pretty light. Considering, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so let's uh, that's crazy. Let's take a real quick break here because I'm gonna order pizza, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll come back and we'll finish this story. Up. Okay. So let's get back into this incredibly long conversation about Kathy Griffin and Mike Birbiglia and the Daily Show. The host said, "You apologize for the photo." Griffin said, "I took the apology back. I take it back again today. I take it back every day." The host says, I know you're not sorry, but if you could go back and not do it. That's when the hashtag switch to resist, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you could go back and not do it just to save yourself the hassle, would you? Griffin said, no. Not knowing uh, what I know, what I know now. Initially, I had so many mixed feelings and there was so much legal stuff going around. But now I feel like I just think it's important for me to stand by that photo uh, just because of the First Amendment. If nothing else, I can educate people and go... You can hate the picture all you want, but it's important to me. It's important to know that it wasn't against the law. The important thing about making a stand is making it at the time that is like relevant to yeah. the thing, not fucking months later. Well, she's being asked about it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, just to say, like, uh, like, I, I, I don't. That's the problem. That's this is the we talked about with the Chris Russo thing. <laughs> yeah, with Manny, we talked about most people with any. It, this is saying you apologizing. Is admitting that you had some kind of malfeasance. There was some, there was something that you were like there was uh, harmful intent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what gets you interviewed by the FBI. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's it's weird. Like, I, I don't know, man. Uh, so she goes on to say, so if one of your kids, God forbid, took that picture and put it on Twitter, your kid shouldn't be under a two-month federal investigation and shouldn't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on legal bills and shouldn't be detained at airports and shouldn't have their passport taken away and shouldn't be on a no-fly list. My phones were tapped. They threatened me with Paul Manafort-style no-knock raid if I didn't come in. They wanted to charge me with conspiracy to assassinate the president of the United States. That's crazy. So that's why ultimately yeah. I feel like I have to defend the photo. I want to be a case study, 
because it's happening to other people. But that's the point. It, that's that was my thing. Even when that happened, was what what is the point? Yeah. What I don't understand what the meaning behind it. If if that's if you want to stand by it, tell me what it meant. Yeah. Because then you go if you go like it's a joke. Okay, it's a political statement. It's when you have that fucking muddy water of it, you have to have a message. If yeah. you if if it's about a message, you need to have a message. Yeah. So then Minaj says, I really agree with her. I heard people say, what if a comedian held a photo of Barack Obama's bloody head? I, what would you I be saying then? Look, you can argue that the photo was distasteful. I'm open to that discussion. But the fund- the fundamental right that we're allowed to do that in this country is a privilege worth fighting for, even if you disagree with the position itself. I don't know if that's a protected thing under the Constitution, though, is it? Is is that kind of... Uh, is, is art covered under it? Because it's yeah, free art, speech. Art, art is covered under free speech. But free so speech. Free speech. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's the thing. Is like if it is, is any of those situations like you're like... You know what I mean? Like, cause then what constitutes art? I don't, I don't understand that, how that yeah. could be <clears throat> protected if there, if it's, if art is subjective, do you know yeah. what I mean? If it is, if it's art or not, if there is a so, message. Uh, Roy Wood Jr. says we all have freedom of speech, but sometimes as comedians, we get outraged when one of our own is under fire. Mm. I think yeah. the problem comes with thinking that freedom of speech entitles you to a freedom of venue or absolves you of consequences for saying whatever you want to say. Yeah. As much as I disagree with CNN for taking Kathy Griffin off off of the air for New Year's Eve, then Griffin interrupts banned for life. Roy Wood says, uh, which is stupid, but we all know CNN did that for the sake of stockholders, shareholders, and the viewers who were outraged. Right. Colleges, colleges canceled Richard Spencer because the students made an uproar. If the students never said a thing, colleges would have been perfectly fine with him speaking. So this is another point that I, I think really brings it around to the whole like the being protected sort of thing and i think roy wood jr is making a really really great point here say, yeah. of saying that um you know he, he what he's saying is you have your freedom of speech but you also have you don't have a freedom of venue which is i think why <clears throat> you see on both sides of people like both sides you see people being like <clears throat> they're using their platform incorrectly yeah you have people saying that the football player shouldn't be doing it that that you know, celebrities shouldn't be doing it. Actors shouldn't be talking about Donald Trump. Blah blah blah. Stick to your job. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. stay out of politics. Whatever. But the inverse um, is is you know something that they don't agree with. Like they don't they don't think that just because they're a plumber they can't talk about politics. Well, they yeah. don't they don't they don't talk about how um you know business like businesses don't accept uh or won't make a cup uh cake for a gay couple like stuff yeah. like that like they're okay with that right being infringed upon but not their rights being infringed upon but this is what i think the um, point that it seemed like the point he was trying to make was saying like you yeah like you you have the freedom to say it and this is something that you've said a bunch of times but you have like you can say all those terrible things like yeah. we said about the richard spencer thing even right. when he was getting punched and stuff like that was like you can say what you want but you have to accept the consequences right well she had she said it she had the right to say it and And, then that's what i'm saying i agree with him saying is like but you also don't have the right to a venue to say what you want to say right like if if somebody decided to not air not publish that picture right then that's their choice right you know you don't have a right to a venue no matter what level of performer you are right 
Um, and I think that's is the something thing, I, is, I agree with. Is too. your political statement did not outweigh public opinion. Yeah. Public opinion was like, hey, this is a little brutal. Like, because that's the thing is like, like Minaj um, was saying, like there was uh, them like him saying like, yeah, you know, I'll argue that it was distasteful. Right. But like that was his opinion. Maybe enough people complained and enough people yeah. said something. The taking your travel rights and all that stuff. It, if it's if it's with the president, I I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, and I'm yeah. not saying I would never. I have no idea, but I understand it. If it's right. like if it's a political totally. thing, you know. Um, but I also agree with like what he's saying with with what Roy Wood Jr. saying too. It's like clearly the colleges, if not for a student uproar, because they booked him. Right. They booked Richard Spencer. Right. So clearly they'd be okay with him being there. It took students saying we don't want him here for it to be like okay we won't have him here. Right. But they originally agreed to let him be there. So clearly they had no issue with it until someone brought it up. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that and that's exactly what I like when people talk about uh, like a lot of people are were calling for other shows to get canceled after Roseanne got canceled. Mm-hmm. And it's just a thing of like, no, you're just not guaranteed to have that venue anymore. Yeah. Like no, no one promises you anything. The same goes for honestly, I think the football, I think the situation with the NFL goes a little bit beyond that because nobody's getting fired. They're just saying you can't do this. Yeah. Well, they're they're, they're, they're saying like that you'll get penalized. Yeah. You. Yeah. But like, no one's saying. Yeah. No. But nobody is saying like nobody's taking football away from them. Yeah. If the NFL came out and said like if you kneel you're just not in the NFL anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody would kneel. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's and that's why they're meeting in the middle. You know, or everyone would kneel and you'd have no NFL except for the New England Patriots. They'd be the <laughs> yeah. They're the only them team. and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. They'd be the other ones who are like, at least no, that one we guy. Stand. Yeah, yeah, the fullback for Pittsburgh. The one that was like, oh, <laughs> I, he's a he's a hero. I didn't know that we were standing in the tunnel. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, like, I just I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, I just like to see the flag. Um, so then Minaj said, one of my one of my proudest things as an American is that we can let these trolls speak, because I believe the open market will take care of itself. When Milo Yiannopoulos dropped his book, that shit tanked so bad. He's not as big as we think he is, but a lot of comedians are in the new zones where we have to apologize for jokes. Roy Wood says, that's bullshit. I don't care what the joke is. You shouldn't have to apologize. Kathy Griffin said, yeah, I shouldn't have apologized. All my comedy friends turned on me and I didn't make it. I didn't make anything any better. Of course. Uh, Nantrella said, I do feel like there's a culture now of publicly shaming people. It's the trend where when anyone raises attention in any kind of way, to provoke or outrage everybody jumps on them like let's beat this down we're going to shame you in the submission minaj said you think that's a good thing nantrella said i think it's a bad thing minaj said even if the person deserved it nantrella said i don't think anyone deserves it yeah um so to go back to that is i i do kind of also you, you should have the right to make mistakes yeah like, that's the i thing. definitely like agree that like you don't like what drives me nuts is when you have like or like someone uh, like, for example, when um, zero tolerance should when be the new when the new guy took over Daily Show. Nobody wants, by the way, nobody wants a referee like when people say like zero tolerance or anything. Like yeah. that. Nobody wants a referee in, a, in any game or any sport that they have that calls every single penalty. Right. You want your team to get away with a couple. Yeah. And that's what this is. Everybody's like that. This is yeah. no different than sports. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. It yeah. sucks that it's this is politics. Yeah. Is that's what it is. Is is the fact that they think they hear zero tolerance and all and, and that's the thing is Roseanne made a uh, this is a statement that we don't like uh, she's out of here. Like, like <laughs> yeah. this is everything is a reality and she's just gone. That's gone. Yeah. Ha- nothing happens anymore. And it's like, all right. 
That and I don't understand that. But I'm sorry, you were. No. Um, somebody makes a joke that. Hold you don't on, Kara's calling. Oh God. Um, yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's exactly like sports, where people are like, "My team, your team got an unfair call. My yeah. team, that call was fine. Look fine to me. Wasn't yeah. holding. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, like no, you're fucking full of shit. Right. And that's and nobody admits it. Nobody fucking yeah. admits it. And Everyone, that's what I think comedians need to be. Everyone's a snowflake. Everybody's wondering comedians' role right now is not to be held more accountable for anything. It's not up for us to catch murderers like Patton Oswalt's fucking doing. It's not up for us to 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 hold Hollywood accountable and, and, and make poignant points on stage instead of fucking good jokes about retarded people. <laughs> what we need to do is literally just be the people that are like, hey, like like always, like comics should be, is hold people accountable for their bullshit. Yeah. Both fucking sides. Yeah. And that's the problem with a lot of comics nowadays is that they are so clearly only on one side and will not choose both. They won't go after both sides. Yeah. They won't go after somebody that's wrong if that somebody is wearing their fucking jersey. Yeah. And it fucking that makes me sick because that's what it's supposed to be. That's what I feel like. And I feel like that's what they're all kind of coming to that conclusion of. Like we are self-governing and we should know. But I don't know what the where I don't know where it's going to go as far as what's right. still funny. You know? So uh, the interviewer says, Roy, when you comedy is the most talented <laughs> people, <laughs> uh, when you were talking about freedom of venue, it reminded me of how you spoke on the NPR show Fresh Air about performing in clubs that had Confederate flags. It's almost like there's a Confederate flag hang- hanging over America right now. Where do you employ self-protection and when do you just go, this is my comedy and I have to be true to myself? Wood says, there are nights when I go on stage and I have to decide how much of an argument I want to get in with the audience. When they hear certain buzzwords, they initially go into their place of argument. Griffin said, that was not around five years ago. Wood said, it wasn't around two years ago. Yeah. Minaj says, do you think it's forcing us to get better as performers? Wood says, it depends, because if they are not there to hear that, and that's what you're there to say, it's going to be a problem. I did a show in Bloomington, Indiana. God bless them. <laughs> but I was sitting backstage deciding how much Trump shit to do. I'm working on a bit right now where the premise is old racists don't like new racists, and if you're, if you're an old racist, you can't be happy because you're about to die and everything you work for is about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good premise. <laughs> That's a really good one. That is really, really I good. Just, I just laughed at the idea. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. I love Ro- By the way, I love Roy Wood Jr. Yeah, I will I w- say that. I will say him and Birbiglia, I would consider greats, like, in this list. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I haven't seen it. I, I, I've especially, only seen... Especially great minds. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, as far yeah. as... Uh, like, good thinkers. Not yeah, just yeah. saying they're the best comedians, Honestly, but, I don't like, know if I've... I don't know if I feel that about Birbiglia. I think I might be the only white guy on Earth that doesn't like <laughs> Mike Birbiglia. <laughs> on Earth. That uh, does not like Mike Burbiblia. Maybe yeah. it's just his name. I think he's a good writer. Like, I think he's a very good writer. Um, so, uh, Wood says, uh, oh, wait, sorry. I read that. Griffin said, and those damn kids in Charlottesville are taking your scene. You worked your whole life for that torch. <laughs> Wood said, they're carrying tiki torches. You made a cross by hand. You literally yeah. can't purchase a cross. If you, wanna bur- if you want to burn a cross in a black person's yard, you have to make it from scratch. So you do a joke like that in a room full of Trumpers. <laughs> that's so <laughs> they, That's like they're like, like walking uphill both yeah. ways in the snow. Like that's the, we made our burning stuff all by hand. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, so do you do you uh, so you do a joke like that in a room full of Trumpers? They instantly act like I'm calling you the racist, and I believe a lot of Trump yeah. voters are incidentally racist, or they are ignoring the cause and effect of their vote. We were saying that you have to decide what kind of night it's going to be. Some nights, you you we were talking about that. Like that's that's the white person. That's the word that offends white people the yeah. most is the word racist. So right. Uh, so the interviewer says. Do you uh, let from now on? I'm gonna do an interviewer voice that is just like a like a late late night late night phone call. Like yeah. oh, I was gonna do oh. like a like a low and sexy. Oh yeah, do that one. That way I don't have to say this is the interviewer. Yeah. So every time I go into low and sexy, we're looking at the interviewer. Do you have so much do you have two different versions of jokes for the same crowd? Sorry, do you have <laughs> different versions of the same joke for different crowds? Wood says. Uh, but then you're getting into how much of a pair of kid gloves should I wear with this volatile material so that you aren't hurt by me saying what yeah, I'm what feeling. I, wh- how is that so, happening? Sometimes there's no way. You're just going to like this joke and there's nothing I can... You're not going to like this joke and there's nothing I can do about that. I wish late night shows would book heavier comics to help set the tone for what's happening in the clubs. Amanda Seals did Late Night with Seth Meyers. It was the most unapologetically black comedy I've ever seen. Minaj said she did the black national anthem. Wood said, who the fuck does that? So if you watch it at home and you squirm and you go, I don't like her, you're going to be more discerning about what you're going ah. to see live. Do your homework. We're not just some fucking showbiz pizza Chuck E. Cheese robot doing that basic bullshit <laughs> joke. Minaj said, do you think that that's the problem of art becoming a la carte now? Look at the way music is now. In the 1990s, when I first started getting introduced to hip hop, there were, th- there were like 15 rappers and that included Wu-Tang Clan. That it was them and six other rappers, and now there's literally subgenres of subgenres of subgenres of hip hop. Stand up comedy is like that too. We used to have to go into clubs and appeal to everybody. Now, audience are treating it like it's a salad bar where I get to pick and choose my condiments. Griffin said, Absolutely, it's very segregated. Nantrella said, I think people also just want to be in on the joke. They want to be like, Yeah, we're all laughing at these dumb people. If they ever feel like they're inching towards being like whatever you're targeting, they're immediately like, well, now I feel like you're making fun of me. They never want to be the target. Griffin said, well, that's the whole Roseanne thing. All these people are so fucking excited because they feel like they finally have somebody representing them. It's my nightmare. Roseanne is literally tweeting shit about Hillary Clinton pedophile ring conspiracy pizza parlor shit. Then Charlo said how people are picking comedians based. Now people are picking comedians based on their politics, right? which is very true. Well, that's and that's what I'm saying is like instead of it being I, I, I do I do agree with Ke- the Kevin Hart method where he's talking about like just keeping like, I just want to entertain people. That's a good way to stay yeah. famous to everybody is like I mean, you, you would think I mean, you because you think it should be easy. You go, oh, he's probably definitely Democrat. Right. Because yeah. that's what we learned with the whole Kanye Trump thing was that everybody thinks that every black person's a Democrat. So so you go, OK, so he's not. So he probably, but he's also fucking rich. Yeah. So maybe he's more Republican or more conservative thinking. Who knows? Either way, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. And it shouldn't matter. It should be able that uh, people, because that's the thing is, uh, what's his face? Den- Dennis Miller. He's like yeah. a super conservative guy now. Yeah. This is con- oh, he has been since like after September 11th or whatever. But he's a guy who is a great, brilliant comic that I wish was less political. Yeah. I wish he would just stick to just the comedy stuff more so. You know what I mean? Or or take shots at both sides more often. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I wish that on both sides. 
Yeah. I don't think that happens enough. And I really, I really, I miss those days of comedy where it was like, like the, the uh, you know, not to, not to bring up a sore subject with you, but, you know, George Carlin, <laughs> who would say, yeah, politics, politicians are pieces of shit. Not just, not just this guy, yeah. but let me go into why this guy's a shithead. You don't like it? That's cool. I'm going to go into this person next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. I feel like Bill Burr does that a lot. I feel like stuff like that. There's very few comics. Um, somebody that's brought up, I kind of read, I like flip through the rest because there's so much more. <laughs> Mike Birbiglia really thins out <laughs> in yeah. a lot of this interview. He kind of well, jokes like a little I, bit at the beginning. Yeah, I feel like he is probably feeling obligated to because he's the white guy yeah. in the room. He's He's got that automatic, like, sorry. I, sorry for this opinion, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, he brings up, like, Doug Stanhope. Like, that's another person who... It's one of those things, like, you can kind of be... And something that I thought was kind of impervious to people that were more of a DIY thing. But uh, this is... I feel like they're talking... It used to be, like, this was how people would talk about celebrities. Yeah. But now it's ju- it really is comics. It's You're seeing, like, us a person who's a comic in Canada that gets, you know, fined for this much money or in Britain, yeah. you know, stuff like that. This guy, the, the Hitler dog guy, you know what I mean? Like you're seeing this a lot more and it's like what the, jo- it, it, it is. I think that's a great point too, that Roy, Roy Wood brought up was like ha- representing clubs more in, in the, like late on, the, night on, the, on the shows. Cause it's already, yeah. it's late night. So you can be, you have to be TV clean, but you can still, if fucking Stephen Colbert in his monologue is saying cock holster and then like uh, Samantha B is saying fetless cunt or feckless cunt or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're using the language and you're beeping it anyway. You're having it on your network anyway. Have the comedy represent the stand up comedy represent that. I more. will say Conan is, in my opinion, one of the only ones that has like consistently done that. Stays I feel. more true. Yeah. 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 He like he'll have somebody that he likes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That oh, for sure. Um, so it goes on and so uh, long. We've been yeah. doing this for so Roy long. Wood says no one wants to be the target. Roseanne's taking just reading an the, aim the at interview. people that traditionally in scripted television don't get shot at. Griffin said it's really just deep for me. She's one of the first people who gave me my first job. Her reputation for her was so long. Uh, uh, she was crazy. And I'm like, here's this woman. She looks atypical from the Salt Lake. She came up through the clubs. I remember all the stories she would tell about how she was bombing. Her sister would stand behind the one laughing table. Yeah. Um, she knew where to look, where to target the jokes. Griffin said, I haven't seen her in a few years, but the whole time I've known her, she was absolutely a lefty. She actually referred to his, herself as an old hippie and stuff. Yeah. I remember asking her one time, what happened to Dennis Miller? Yeah. I used to really like him and respect him. Is he a true believer with this O'Reilly shit? And she goes, Dennis Miller needed a job. And I'm like, ding, ding, is she a true believer or does she need a job just yeah. like Dennis Miller needed a job? Right. On uh, on TV, when one premise is a hit, they all copy it. But I do hate that comedy has become so segregated. I know you guys can laugh at me, but in the area of three networks, I loved growing up watching every color of comedy that was at least allowed to be on those shows. And now, just being honest, I don't know a lot of African-American comics and they don't know me. Like, I was on Bravo. That's a very narrow gay soccer mom audience. Nan Churla says, but it's like Hassan was saying, where things are a la carte now. With Netflix and Hulu, you can just go out to what you want to watch, and there's no incentive to be broad. Minaj said, and when I hear something, I don't want to hear it's like, I didn't sign up for this. Wood said, I think news being a la carte is probably part of the problem, too. Everything is. Yeah. Minaj said, that being said, objective reality used to be a thing that that's worth fighting for 
when athletes can go on a podium and go, so you believe the earth is flat, Kyrie Irving? And he says, yeah. And they just move on. So you guys are going to the playoffs? Um, it's like it's like Menage's like running bits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, like oh, I got this thing about this basketball player that was believing in flat earth, right? Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know, man. Look, th- this is this is what I think it is. Like it, it the a la carte thing. I think that they're talking about is a really good point. It not being represented more, like I say a lot. You know, when you have a lot of independent, you have you might have comedy shows in places that are. Yes, they might not be the traditional place, but you're also not making an effort to make them any anything else. You know what I mean? So the last thing I want to cover is another thing. They do they uh, they do a cool thing here, and then we can wrap this yeah, up yeah. because we're pretty much at the end of it. Um, so Minaj turns to Jeremiah Stone, who's the chef of New York City's Contra, as he drops off lobster to the table where they're having this interview. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, right. <laughs> can I? He's, uh, so Minaj says, "Can I ask you a question that's relevant to our conversation?" Do you as a person in the restaurant business think that bloggers and Yelp help unprofessional people giving their critical reviews? So Chef Jeremiah Stone says, you can imagine the type of people who want to say something on Yelp. They're either really happy or really pissed off. They mean well. They think they're doing a service for other people. But we don't read those kinds of things because we stopped and we realized we people have no idea what they're talking about. They're writing a review two weeks later and describing other restaurants by accident. Griffin says, everything I read is, it's so expensive, $2 for a hamburger, what? Minaj said, I hear this, hey, I'm your audience, why can't you take criticism? What's your pushback? So the chef says, "Uh, with what you guys do, it's such a treat. I think there's something weird that happens with food that they get really offended when things don't go right. Art and comedy are kind of a luxury, but with food, they're like, you messed up my dinner, that's part of my day. No, that's that's with all those other things too. <laughs> Minaj <He's>, said, <laughs> "We'll perform at clubs now, and people on Twitter after it's the show." It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and people after the show will be like, "I didn't like this joke, this joke, and this joke." Yeah. Named Churla said, "I got a troll who said they got sushi and watched my special, and were like, I got food poisoning from the sushi, but your special made me feel worse." Ooh. Griffin said, "Love mom." Damn. Wood said, "I saw Doug Stanhope in Alabama years ago, and he does twenty minutes on why Jesus is bullshit." In fucking Alabama. And at 10 minute intervals, people are not only walking out of the show, they're walking down front, giving him the finger, and then walking out of the show. Yeah. So there are people who give you instant feedback. They don't have the time to blog. And then Berbiglia comes out of his comatose and says, Stan Hope is my favorite comic to watch. He intentionally brings the audience to zero or negative five at the top of the show. A special of his in New York City has the line, fuck the Yankees. Yeah. He really makes the audience fucking hate him. He wants to lose the audience, and then he builds back up from there. Pat Oswald would talk about that early on. He would talk about built digging holes like in his set just to, just to get out of, just to kind of challenge yeah. yourself in that way. Right. Say um, stuff that you know is going to be more. But back then, I'm sure it was probably... I don't know. Was it easier or harder? I don't know. Nowadays, you don't know. That's, that's the problem. Is it's unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's um, I, so. Then Roy Wood said, "I've always put him in the same realm with Carlin, a guy who can make you laugh even if you don't agree with him, and you don't feel the need to go home and blog it." Berbigley said, "I don't agree with him at all. There's nothing I agree with in his set." Griffin said, uh, "You like that he makes you think." Berbigley said, "He's truly provocative," and then for some reason, John Lake was in uh, <laughs> in like the pictures that they've they've staged uh-huh. where all the comedians are dressed as like Supreme court justices or judges and stuff. Yeah. And we, 
I'm also confused why I'm just looking for the first time. And <laughs> is this how they make it a, uh, a men's fashion magazine? They justify it by telling you how much everyone's articles of clothing are in their pictures. Oh, that's what like yeah, in John like GQ, yeah. In John Leguizamo's, it says suit $995 by boss. Jeez. Shirt $450 tie $195. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's just the GQ thing. I think that those are all really good points, though. That they're, they're yeah. t- like saying like uh, it just being like. Just just do it. Just continue to do it. If you're a comic and you're worried about something, don't first of all, if you're a comic and you're you're big time and famous, I yeah. I, I don't know. Just you're thanks for listening. <laughs> but I don't think anybody's listening for advice from here. But like if you're like a comic now, like just as like a you know, going around, I would say don't worry about offending people. Just do what you want to do as fun. like try to do. You know, you should know your own abilities yeah you uh, a lot of a lot of comedy is being self-aware and i feel like you should you should be more self-aware you should know how to make more controversial shit funny whether to you if it's funny to you and it's honestly like it's intent man like that's really what it is it comes down to intent and i don't feel like you're gonna lose your uh, although they didn't really talk about it a lot in here but losing like like normal like normal people regular people like everyday people that are saying terrible shit, losing their job and shit like that, like losing their career. Like it's one thing for Kathy Griffin. Yeah. A couple months later, she's still getting interviewed by GQ. You know what I mean? I don't know. You want to go to the next story? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, next story is from the Washington Post. Fake news. A pastor performed a baptism in a lake. Now is this, is this fake news because it's from HazyNets? No, it's fake news because it's from Fake News Washington Post. Oh, it's not because Bezos it's from... Bezos owned. Is that what it is? Yeah, fake news. Fake news? Trump, just Trump like says. So that's why HazyNets is The failing it. New York Times and right. the Washington Post. Got it. Okay. Got Both it. fake news. Fake news. Got it. Okay. A pastor uh, performed a baptism in a lake. A crocodile killed him. <laughs> Written by Avi Selk. Allegedly. Let's just say allegedly. A protest or a... A uh, protestant. A protestant. A pastor was killed by a crocodile during a baptism ceremony in uh, Ethiopian Lake, according to the BBC. Uh, Docho Eshete? Yeah. And <laughs> about 80 members of his congregation gathered Sunday morning at uh, the southern end of the uh, Lake Alb- uh, Abaya, uh, close to the national park where uh, enormous crocodiles have been reported to cover <laughs> the shore. <laughs> Uh, normally, the animals are a tourist draw, but the Telegraph reported that the Lake Abaya has uh, lately had a shortage of fish and the crocodiles have become aggressive towards humans who have little chance to spot them in the lake's murky red waters. He baptized the first person and he passed on to another one. A resident uh, of nearby Ab- Arba, Arba Mitch, what, Mink? Minch. Minch. Uh, told the BBC, all of a sudden, a crocodile jumped out of the lake and grabbed the pastor. While uh, hardly an everyday occurrence, crocodile attacks are known are a known risk in the in Ethiopia, as in Florida or any region that they where they thrive. Obviously, right. So you're saying wherever crocodiles are, they're attacking people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Where? Uh, when the Wabe-Shabelle uh, River, <laughs> what? Is that what it is? Wabe? Yeah. Wabe? Wabe? I would say Wabe. Wabe-Shabelle River in southeast Ethiopia flooded in 2006. Uh, Reuters. Reuters? 
Reuters. Why, Reuters. why aren't any of these? Reuters? Why Reuters. are you giving me all the hard words? You're, you're the one who chose to, to read this one. Here, you say that. Say those words. Reuters. <laughs> like a dictionary. Let me press it again. Reuters. 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 Reported government boats uh, came under attack, hindering relief and rescue efforts. Awesome. An Israeli conservationist did not think any crocodiles would dare attack this canoe when he <laughs> took it out of Ethiopia's Omo River in 2014. The Jerusalem Post reported. One did, and the conversation, uh, the conservationist lost a chunk of his leg before he escaped. Oh. Eshete was not a for- not that fortunate. A police officer, Uenekano, uh, told the BBC that fishermen a- and residents of the town tried to rescue the pastor. Ultimately, they managed to save only Eshete's corpse oh. from the crocodile, dragging it from the lake with fishing nets as the crocodile disappeared into the water. According to the Telegraph, lake and riverside baptisms are common in many African countries, the risks notwithstanding. Um, Honestly, I thought this was going to be Florida. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It wouldn't uh, have surprised me to hear like a Southern Baptist preacher like Australia. Yeah. I, I was just going to say it wouldn't have surprised me to hear like a Southern Baptist preacher took took his congregation out to the local lake. I think I, I think uh, <laughs> this is a situation that. uh in my mind, not trying to be, and I'm not trying to be the guy that's like, haha, dumb religious people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it's, it's like, it seems like, eh, you believe in God, you, you would think that maybe somebody might be protecting you from crocodiles chewing you, especially in a situation where there's uh, holiness in the air. Yeah. How many people do you think walked away that day not believing in God? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, how many of you would be like, okay, so this is, the, wouldn't you think this is a sign? Maybe, but maybe I'm not. Maybe that's because I'm not faithful. You think that's what it is? That could be why I feel that way. I don't know because this is—it's hilarious. First of all, oh, absolutely, it's—it's it's hilarious to it's—it's—it's it's, it's the craziest thing. Like I, I would want to get injured there just so I have the story of like where'd you get that <laughs> car? All right, I was—I was getting baptized was in getting Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, right? I was in Ethiopia and. Uh, the pastor dunked the first person. By the way, the first person's probably like, like that person believes in God. They're probably enough for pa- everybody. They're probably a pastor now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they they're took the, his job. They're the new pastor. They found the. the he said, "Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the pastor now. Uh, I don't think it's. Just, is that the same thing? <laughs> it's S- Captain Pastor so- so- Somali, uh, <laughs> Ethiopian. Either one, right? Yeah. You racist. Tomato, tomato. Wow. They don't have either. <laughs> really hungry over there, <laughs> and the crocodiles are like, no fish. Fine, I'll eat a fucking pasture. <laughs> <laughs> crocodiles are awesome. That's so funny. I do love crocodiles. Like, how do you think? Did, was it like, like deep blue sea? It was like, okay, who's next? Ah, like, <laughs> or was it yeah, like? I, a, I think he probably he was like, drug him he down. He was like, okay, who's next? Boom, face first into the water. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> Just like popped up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh like, or like, what if it was like a, it was like a, a Flintstones, like you know, like it's, <laughs> it's a living. Like he's just going, like he's just like taking per- one person, like yes, you are blessed, okay, yes, you're blessed, okay, yes, you're blessed, okay, and then just like hey, whoa, <laughs> and he's just a crocodile, he's just holding a crocodile, yeah, he trying to bless it. <laughs> it's like laying back with his <laughs> with his little arms. 
<laughs> belly up. Blessed that's, be God. Oh, <laughs> that's a good. He's got my arm. <laughs> Again, we're going southern, but it was yeah. Ethiopian. Yeah. Uh, oh man. What an idiot. Right. <laughs> let's do this on, love on, story on multiple layers. Yeah. Let's do this. You don't love read story the news before you go to the fucking. <laughs> you don't go like, oh, let me go to the. Or you don't just walk out there and go. Not a lot of alligators on the shore today. Hmm. I <laughs> wonder where they could be. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb dumb. All right. So last story. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the last. Go to baby choice. Baby choice. From old indie bats. Oh, indie bats. Oh, indie bats. Indie bats. Oh, indie bats. It comes from CNN. Miss America scrapping the swimsuit portion of its pageant. Oh, it's not even calling it a pageant anymore. Right. It's not even calling it. Yeah. Like they are not even calling it. The next edition of Miss America pageant will scrap swimsuits and will be more inclusive to women of all sizes. The contest announced Tuesday. Gretchen Carlson, the chairwoman of the Miss America Board of Directors, announced on Good Morning America that the event will no longer feature a swimsuit portion. (sighs) Miss America will be a competition, not a pageant, Carlson said to the show on Tuesday. Then why are you still calling it a pageant in your article, fake news, CNN? Oh, here we go. Chris is on to him. We will no longer judge our candidates on their outward physical appearance. That's huge, she said. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Carlson also said that the new Miss America competition will be more inclusive of, quote, all shapes and sizes. Oh, God. The official Miss America Twitter account tweeted Lower a video standards. of a white bikini going up in a puff of smoke with the hashtag bye bye bikini. In the place in place of the swimsuit contest, the contestants will take part of a live interactive session with the judges. According to the statement from where Miss America organizations where she will highlight her achievements and her goals in life and how she will use her talents, passion, and ambition to perform the job of Miss America. <laughs> what job does Miss America have to do again? So they're replacing the part where uh, you, ha- you had you to look good naked yeah. or in a bathing suit. Close to naked. You had to look good at being uh, less clothed in public. Yeah. And they replaced <laughs> it with, tell us about your fucking day. <laughs> if you don't think you've won already, women... Please, just, like, just that's 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 a win, right? Yeah, you yeah, that's literally because that's I I don't understand. I'm not I never watched Miss America. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. This news doesn't make and it doesn't. It the only thing to me was why aren't why it's their decision, yeah. right? They were not being forced to do this. Yeah, they they're, chose as an organization to do this. There's nothing. And the girls who but why who are against the bikini contest being taken out of it don't have to be involved you know right. what i mean like and that's what i'm saying is like i don't to me is is i don't understand then what what is the competition what i mean I, and i'm not saying that the bikini competition was the whole thing but you're bringing attention to your thing well i do what think, is the competition in the first place? i think it is going to be it's probably going to be more based off of achievement now and like it, and like right. and value like your your value as a person. But that's, that's um, what I'm saying is you're taking. Uh, whereas the, it used to just be on like your attractiveness. I don't think so though because that that's the thing is you have the other question you have the other things you have the talent yeah. portion right you have the uh, um, interview questions like you have to figure yeah. remember like and that's the thing is like you're fine with having people who you know cannot handle this handle like handle go like what would you do about world hunger? And they're just like, yeah. uh, well, first of all, world hunger is terrible. Yeah. And if I had a choice, to, you know, you know yeah. remember that rattling, the girl right. that went on and on? Yeah. Um, uh, so. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, the article says it's not. I just the don't understand that. I don't understand the gestures. Yeah. 
Uh, the elimination of swimsuits isn't the only change coming to the 97-year-old event. The beginning... 97 the, years. Sorry. <laughs> Holy the, shit. The evening gown competition is being revamped as well. Carlson said contestants will not be able to choose to wear whatever they want. Um, so what are you doing? <laughs> so what's the competition? Yeah. I don't know. Like but, uh, if each thing is like you just say just do whatever you want. Everybody <laughs> wins. This is participation well, trophy. Well, like, so instead, but instead of the bikini thing, what they're doing is now it's like an open forum discussion where like they can like be yeah. asked any questions by but, the judges. But what's wrong with the what's wrong with the evening gown? That's well, what I'm saying. It, I like, think it's going to be just like a sophisticated wear thing. So oh. if you want to wear a pantsuit, you can. Or if you want to wear oh okay, you okay. don't have to just wear an eve a ball gown. You still have to like look a presentable. Yeah, you okay. still have to like oh, dress okay. up. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm I don't saying, think I if they could like, show up in like I'm thinking Garfield, pants Gar- a Garfield T-shirt, a Garfield shirt that would fit me, but on <laughs> like a regular, like a normal little size lady. Yeah, and like socks or something like that. <laughs> you know, um, edible con- underwear. Uh, contestants <laughs> will also discuss how they would advance their social impact initiatives during this part of the contest. Yeah, the talent portion of the competition will remain. Um, the rise of the hashtag Me Too movement is powering the changes. Carlson said. We're, we're experiencing a cultural revolution in our country with wim- women finding the courage to stand up and have their voices heard on many that issues. we want to profit off um, to... Miss America is proud to evolve as an organization and join this empowerment movement. Uh, some changes to the pageant's format have been expected since Miss America's organization is now being led entirely by women for the first time ever. That's crazy to me that yeah. it wasn't before. Yeah. <laughs> Just last month, Regina Hopper was appointed president and CEO of the Miss America organization, and Marjorie Vincent Tripp was named the chair of the board of trustees. Um, so that's pretty much. So so we're going to hear about this year is going to be the transgender person's going to enter. And they're going to go like, that's going to be a controversy. And at that same time, Trump's going to be adding tariffs to trade things over here. And, and he's going to do like putting the, up border walls. He's going to and, and he's also going to start the Miss <laughs> Mrs. Trump's America pageant. Yeah. Where it's like the Mr. You, there's gonna be like there's pageant. gonna be like a gun a gun pose portion. Yeah, uh, there's the gonna be target all you can shooting. Wear is, there's one competition where all you can wear is guns. Another competition <laughs> where all you can wear is uh, uh bikinis. Is bikinis. Well, another uh, competition where it's just animal furs. Yeah, you can only wear animal furs, and you have to shoot the animal in the, the first competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just anything. I don't care. It, it's it's it, there will be a counter to this. Yeah, and that's what I'm just saying. Just like the XFL is coming back because of the NFL. Right. You're going to have. There's going to be like a like a what what's his oh god, what the fuck? It, Ted Nugent is going to have like yeah. a a Mrs whatever mrs uncle ted's yeah uncle ted's pageant that's what he'll call it mrs uncle ted yeah uncle ted's pageant um i think there's i think it's just gonna be graded upon how big your bush is (laughs) oh yeah wango tango (laughs) but i i feel like there's a with this i like i said i don't give a shit about the miss america like i i don't i i honestly to me i i would ask anybody that would be offended by this or anything like that like what do you think Miss America does? What does it matter? What happens after you win the competition? Yeah. What does any of this fucking matter? All I remember from any pageants is uh, is Steve Harvey saying the wrong one and another time where um, the the lady rattled on forever and ever. I think right. Kara's coming up. But, um, but there's a... I, I feel like there's... I don't understand. I don't really give a shit. But yeah. also like... You still have very strict age uh, <laughs> restrictions. Yeah. 
men aren't allowed to go like why what's stopping you from anything else yeah. what is it's your competition you could do whatever the fuck you want it right but 97 years don't tell me that all of a sudden you just figured out that's fucking well, misogynistic it, 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 but it is also the first time that the company's been ran by all women yeah but if it you, you don't think it was it's not like from going from like they don't have they probably had a majority for a while i don't know i don't know it's it, but to me I, i'm not offended that. i wasn't offended by it i'm not yeah. offended by it being gone it right. means one way or the other it doesn't matter right it doesn't it but to me like i like i said i think you still have age restrictions i'm sure yeah. you still have you have to re- why does every why is every country represented or every state, <laughs> I guess, in Miss yeah. USA. Yeah. Miss Universe. Miss Universe has everybody. And what are yeah. any of this? What is pageants in the first place? Yeah. What is, are any? It's such a stupid, weird it thing. Is, it is weird, like a showcase. It's, it's Do you think that you were accomplishing anything beforehand? Like the people that are like, you know, <laughs> oh, I look good in a swimsuit. That's still accomplishing. Yeah. Like you. Well, that's what some of the people look come out good. to say of like, you know, we show what good bodies or good health can look like. People, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, and then people, and then the people that are usually very unhealthy go like, that's not realistic. <laughs> and it's like, fuck you. That's yeah. not realistic to you. Do you know what I mean? Slam that Dr. Pepper. Do you have anything <laughs> to plug, baby? Let's go get this <laughs> fucking pizza. You want that pizza in your tum-tum, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, uh, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> Gorky uh, Romano. Gor- yeah, the yours is Gorky Romano. Yeah, and yours is PG Comedian. That's right. On Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. That's the best one. Uh, his that Instagram one. game is fire. I try to do that. Uh, Facebook, uh, some shows coming up at the end of the Brewery Comedy Tour, and um, everything else on Facebook. Anything else from you? One more thing. Oh, God damn it. I thought we were going to get through this. Be blessed, Buddha babies. Bye.